Blog Talk Radio. A few days before his showdown against Florida State's Jameis Winston, Miami quarterback Brad Kaya talked Miami FSU. I mean, everyone knows it's a big game. Um, just treat it like any other game, though. I mean, no one can. I mean, we're all biased. Just don't, don't do too much. Just do your job. I mean, in big games, a lot of guys going into the game thinking, oh, I have to do this and that, and you know, be the man. But in all actuality, you just have to play your game. How many cards? Both fold the way. I mean. The way they do. So. How many of these games? When you were a kid, I know you've been a fan, you know, mm-hmm. since like 2001 or whatever. Did, was this kind of a more of a fun game to watch growing up? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Talk I about mean, that. growing up, you know, playing the sports video games, they always have, you know, that NCAA game. Right. There's always that, you know, UM FSU rivalry. They always have like the, you know, the, the wide right was it? Like they always have that that replay on there. So I mean, growing up, that was always. It was always fun to see that. There's a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Brad, all your teammates have been saying how mature you are. What would you go test that to, your maturity, you know, being a freshman, coming here, getting thrown into the fire, and being able to handle all the pressure that comes with being a freshman? Yeah, I mean, just coming coming into this, I mean, I knew what, what, what I'd have to expect. I mean, being the quarterback of any major program, you have to, you know, sort of assume that role earlier than normal, <laughs> and you can't use the excuse of being a freshman. Most most kids would put like a, a little check mark by this game, but you would put a check mark by every game having to start as a freshman, no? Mm, oh Any yeah, different? No, no different. Uh, I suppose. I mean, it, it's all college football. I mean, every team has good players on it. Was I mean, from I mean, any of our games we played this season. I mean, every single team has has has, has good players in the team. So yeah, I treat them all the same. Just another game. My guess it won't take very long on Saturday night. For young Brad Kaya to realize it's a little bit of a different animal when the Hurricanes and the Knowles get together in the same stadium. It certainly will be a bit more complicated than those video games that he used to play back home in California. It is shaping up as a game with all kinds of drama and subplots, many of them created by Winston, as big a drama magnet as has been seen in these parts in quite a long time. The odds makers in Las Vegas initially made FSU a two-and-a-half point favorite, and that line has now come to one-and-a-half four days before game day. This is a team that has won 28 stri- 20, 25 straight games, rather, folks, and has owned the series with Miami in recent years. Is the perception that Miami is on the rise again fueled by back-to-back blowouts over Virginia Tech and North Carolina? Or is there a feeling out there that the Seminoles are just simply due to lose largely because nobody wins this many games in a row anymore, and also because Florida State has had five close calls this year against Oklahoma State, NC State, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Louisville. FSU figures to come to Miami with a little chip on its shoulder, especially after the College Football Rankings Committee dropped them to number three tonight behind Mississippi State and Oregon. We'll talk about all that and more tonight as we embark on a Miami FSU edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. We have over 50 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate tonight. The call-in number is 646 646- Five nine five two zero four eight. That's six four six five nine five two zero four eight. 
As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions to be addressed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. Who's the X Factor going to be in this game? I.e., someone who might fly under the radar, who will likely have a big impact on the outcome. Is this the most important game of Al Golden's regime to date? What's the status of the Miami offensive line? Are we going to see Trevor Darling again at right tackle? Or will Eric Flowers make it back in time for Saturday's game? What is Florida State's biggest offensive threat to Miami's defense? Is it Winston throwing the ball? Winston scrambling? The running game? Tight end Nick O'Leary? We know that Rashad Green was ranked higher coming out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School than Philip Dorsett. But is Green really that much better than Dorsett? Or has Dorsett shown earlier this year that the gap is not as wide as it once seemed? How important is this game to the kids who grew up in Florida? What is Florida State's soft spot, and how does Miami exploit it? Conversely, what are Miami's weaknesses coming into this game? The Hurricanes have been playing pretty well as of late. If FSU puts nine men in the box to stop Duke Johnson, can Miami really still run the ball? Plus, in addition to all that conversation, I want to hear your best Miami FSU war stories from a fan perspective. So, so much to get to tonight, so much to cover. I'm sure we'll be very busy for the next three hours. The phone lines are already lighting up. You know the number, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. I'm going to make one request to the people who are going to call or who are on the line right now. If you are not planning to participate in the show, please do not tie up a phone line. Please listen to the live stream either on your mobile device or on your computer. Um, the link is, the, is right there on canesport.com right now. We want to try to avoid some of the dead calls that we've experienced the last couple of weeks from people who are tying up phone lines but don't want to participate in the show. So let's get right to it. Again, 646-595-2048 is the number. And we're going to start tonight in the 757, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, ain't nobody but Kane Kane. What's up, Gary? What's up, Kane Kane? Welcome How's to the show. You're, good, the first, man? you're our first caller tonight. What you got for us? Hey, man, I ain't got a whole lot, man. I'm just going to tell you, man, what's the weather supposed to be like? Can you give me a hit on that? I ain't even checked the seat. I know it's four days in advance, but I just was wondering. I will look at it right now. While you're while you're talking, and um, yeah, 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 and uh, I will you tell know, you, they're uh, at least saying at the weather bureau. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's just time to get down and get nasty. I mean, I was looking at some. Um, uh, my man Charles sent me a link today showing um, the, one of the Blaze brothers in the tunnel and how he was just amping his players up. I mean, of course, he was using all the profanity in the world, but it was just like when Ed Reed was in the tunnel that time and they were talking and getting the players amped up. Man, we got to bring it. Ain't no doubt about it. FSU look like straight. Now nah, they don't look like straight guys, but they ain't look good. They haven't looked good all year. Now they are pissed off. You're right. They done dropped them from two to three. They one exit out the door. So we can go in and try to put a chapter in this and close that door on Saturday. It's going to be well, a I know, I know what video you're talking about. Um, it's it's kind of gone viral amongst Kane's fans here the last couple of days. And uh, yes, it, it's amazing how, how profanities have a way of bringing out the dog and football uh, players. Hey, man, I don't know what it is, but, buddy, it brings out the best in them sometimes. You would think it wouldn't, but it does. And, um, you know, my war stories are the best 
things is the wide right. I remember that time. I can't remember the year when Willis McGahey, I was scared to death. We were losing to Florida State. That joke, we got that little pass on the outside and took off and went all the way down the field, just crushed Florida State fans. We want revenge. We ain't won since Jacoby Harrison them won in 2009. Last play of the game, the guy dropped the ball, didn't catch it. We haven't beat him since. That's not cool. And I know you feel the same way, and I'm pretty sure most of the tickets are sold out, so it's going to be an outstanding crowd. I mean, sellout is what we usually get. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, There's still this is the time. Value, but not many. But it, it'll be sold yeah. out in the next day or two, I'm sure. Yeah, this is the time. Uh, our team, you know, played good the last two weeks on defense. Offense, no problem. James Winston might cause a little threat because, you know, he liked to run a little bit. And that running game, like I said, we'll see. Uh, uh, they said Dalvin Cook's supposed to play, but I don't know. He didn't look that good walking off the field of me last week. <laughs> but other than that, buddy, I just want a victory. Damn the rest. Excuse All right, your weather, here's, your, here's your weather report. Right now they're predicting it'll be in the 70s with a 10% chance of rain. Um, should be a beautiful day, all day for tailgating. Um, gates are going to open at 2 o'clock, and uh, mm-hmm. that gives everybody six hours to get all lathered up. And uh, I might even have to pay a visit to um, the, um, the the ice. Oh, my God, my mind's blank. Ed, Ed Varkas, who's on canesport.com, always bring an, an ice mm-hmm. loose. Yeah, he brings a nice oh, little tailgate party. I may have to slide by there and say hello to those guys around two thirty or so on Saturday afternoon. But uh, yeah, it's it, gonna be um, it's gonna be a great great afternoon. Perfect great weather. Yeah, yes. Great atmosphere. So it ain't a lot to say about the defense offense. Just play ball, baby. Keep doing what we're doing, and I think we can punch them in the mouth. We'll do like Muhammad Ali did in Vanilla. Just put them on their back, baby. Put them <laughs> on their back. See, he was a trash talker. Not a whole lot of cursing, but he talked that trash and he backed it up. This is what I want said. I waited for this guy. I wanted for man, I was scared to death at one point. Yeah, I thought Virginia was gonna beat these jokes. I said, man, they're gonna blow it up. They're gonna mess up everything if they win this game. Because this is what we want. We don't want to have not sure they're on their they're on their best behavior this week. You're not seeing any trash talking. No trash talking. Okay, well, just bring it on the field. They ain't gonna bring no trash talking. Yeah, ain't nothing I can do, but. We are, we've been to school to knock off teams that were undefeated. We did the Florida State twice, UCLA, Oklahoma. We didn't did it when they had good winning streaks. So it's time. Don't you feel it's time to get? I know you feel it's time. I know you get amped well, up. You're around Miami 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to look this up. I'm going on pure memory. But I, I know Florida State's won the past uh, several games at Sun Life Stadium. So, yeah, um, last one we won was 209. We went to that game in Florida State was, Labor Day weekend. That was in Tallahassee. Tallah- yeah, that's the one, last one we won. Yeah, no, well, that's the last yeah. one we won. I, I can't I remember the last, last one we won in Miami. In Florida State, I believe, and I'd have to double-check this, I believe it was around 2004. So, so yeah, oh, so um, Florida State has, okay. uh, you know, kind of made its mark on this series, you know, over the last 10 years, and uh, the onus is on the Hurricanes to step up. Anyway, hey, thank you for getting our show off to a hey, good start. That's right. And Take we'll, care. Uh, Leave me on hold. See you next Tuesday. All right. We'll talk to you next week. All right. 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go out now to the 770. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, what's up? Who's this? It's Steve. And I left. Hey, Steve. You going to make it down this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to be in Section 144. Row, row 20, 
seat 19 and 20, I think. Yeah, right. that's where I'm going to be at. Man, mad, mad respect. From this point on, we, we won't give you a hard time about not going to the game in your hometown of Atlanta anymore. If you're coming down to Miami and you have your seats for this game, we'll forgive you for missing the game in Atlanta. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just looking for them to be prepared and, and, and to, kick, to kick them boys to sleep, man. It's, this is it. This is the game. This is our golden game. This is career right here. That's all, that's, you know, that's all I got. What do you think? Do you, do you think they're, that they're going to be they're good going to be good enough now? I I, I always thought let's we had. Let's, let's remember, Steve. Before you answer that question, let's remember that the last couple of years when they played these games, they lost every one of them by 18 points or more. Okay, this year when they've played good competition, they've lost all the games by 10 points or more. Okay, so now. What, you know what? What's expected of them Saturday night is to totally reverse those trends and come out ahead against a team, you know, that's won 25 straight games. So, you know, here's the way I feel, and I don't know about I can't speak for nobody else. Me as being a Hurricane fan for years and knowing knowing Rodney Bellinger and, and Reggie Sutton. And some of the guys went to Richmond Junior High with Randall Hill and graduated with Robert Belly at South Ridge and Willis McGee and knowing a whole bunch of them guys. Those guys, you know, you you put them in a – you get them ready to play and they'll go out there and, and get the job done for you. So that's why I'm at. I think we got a bunch of talent on that team, you know. And, and, and here's the thing, Gary, the talent that we got now, it ain't going to be that next year. So if we can't win now, when are we going to win? You know, we're going to lose Duke. We're going to lose Philip Dorsett. Might lose a couple offensive linemen. And then we're going to be hauling this retool stuff again. And the cycle is going to keep repeating itself. It's time to start beating these boys and beating everybody else on our schedule. You know what I mean? Well, the offense, this is, the offense next year, Steve, should still be pretty good. I mean, it's just it'll be different. You won't be relying on Johnson the way you are this year, but you'll be relying more probably on Brad Kaya. And, you know, I think you'll start to see Brad Kaya take more – of, of a center stage on offense next season. Although the running backs are still going to be plenty good. I mean, you know, you're still going to have Yearby, you're still going to have Gus Edwards, and you're still going to have all these freshmen coming in um, that are very good players. You know, Scarlett yeah, is a running it, back. Mark Walton should it, be a very good running back. And Dexter Williams is another kid that's going to give you, if he sticks, a, a weapon not just out of the backfield but in the slot as well. So um, there, there but, is some talent coming in. So Steve. will we be – yeah, but will we be expecting to win when we go to Tallahassee next year? Or will we be going over the scores of games, big games that we got drug in before that game? Well, I don't know that yet. Well, you, don't, you don't know yet. That's you know, you don't know that's who's going to play quarterback. Who's going to be playing quarterback for Florida State next year? You know, they're going to have to continue to replace guys. I mean, you know, you don't just keep winning every game the way they're they're doing it. I mean, they're they're going to have to rebuild a little bit also. So, talking about period, with, with the UN period, in any game we go in, I want to be, you know, I want to be thinking we're going to win that game. You know, it's time to just turn this 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 fear of, you know, are we going to get blown out, and or can we do it into we got to do it, and then we'd be surprised that we lose. That's what I want to be. I, I'm tired of thinking. You know, we had a good last couple of weeks. You know, we granted there was nobody, 
So I, I was listening to the Dan Labertard show earlier. He was talking about uh, um, are the fans going to be pissed off if we lose tomorrow? I know I will be. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, they don't want four games on our field. So when are we going to put a stop to it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've been saying for for a, a few weeks now that I think Miami matches up very well in this game. And the reason I think they do is because of the depth at cornerback. And, and the fact that they've got all those guys with experience there who have been playing well should uh, allow them to match up pretty well with Florida State's receivers and that offense. And, and I'm, I, I'm sure that they're going to count on that on Saturday night. Until they prove that they could put it all together against a quality football team, and they're going to have to prove it more than once, it's going to be very, very difficult for anybody to expect them to come into these games and win. And and the most shocking thing of all is the way Vegas is jumping on this team. And the the point spread, which everybody thought was way too low at two and a half, dropped to one and a half today. And, well, you know, you know what that is? They just get they just making sure Florida State don't come in this game like like Georgia went into that Florida game. So Florida State is gonna be up and that's a good thing. So well, they're we also playing say, you know, they're ahead. they're playing the percentages of Florida State losing. You know, you just don't win every game. It it doesn't happen. They've yeah. won twenty five straight. So there's a lot of gamblers out there that are gonna be going down heavy on the opponent when Florida State plays a quality game. And Miami's the last one of the year before the playoffs. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, too, that they're, they're just assuming this is Florida State's spot to lose. Well, but Miami, you know, fans I gotta... are getting screwed. Miami fans are getting totally screwed in the whole deal because you're, you're betting on a point spread that isn't where it should be. I mean, the reality is this should be at least a one-touchdown point spread. Well, I'm not betting. I'm not betting. I'm just betting. They might not be, uh, but I guess it's out there do. They they crazy, and, but what they should be doing <laughs> is just hoping we come out there and kick their butt. Now, if they want to put money on it, they feel that good about it, good for them. But they should be hoping our coaches got these boys amped up. And, and, and I've been hearing everybody's. I've been hearing uh, D'Onofrio talking about um, don't get caught up in the moment and. Don't try to do too much. I, I hope that don't be the excuse after this game again. We've been saying this the last few years about these players trying to do too much. and get. This is Florida State. This is what happens once a year. This is our rivalry. You're supposed to be caught up. You're supposed to be caught up in kicking their butts up and down their field. That's what you're supposed to be caught up in. You know, all this. And you're supposed to be just geared up and crunk up and, and ready to go. So it's a big moment. So you can't keep telling telling these kids something, you know, to tone it down and expect them to go out there and be fired up after you done, you done Steve, let me, played the game all week. Let me tell you what that's okay. all about. Let me, let, let me clarify all that for you. You, you had a two-week window in here to prepare for this game. The, the one thing uh-huh. that the coaches did not want to see happen was they, they didn't want to expend all that emotion before ne- Saturday night. You know, the, you don't. You're not going to beat Florida State last week. You're not going to beat them on Tuesday. You, you're going to have to be ready to beat them on Saturday. So I think they're trying to keep the team on an even keel. They're not worried about the kids being up for that game on Saturday night. They're, they're going to walk into that stadium and the emotion of the place and, and the atmosphere there is going to take care of that by itself. Um, that's not a concern for Al Gold. Um, he wants to make sure his kids don't get so hyped up. 
that they're playing the game a, a week too early. He wants them to bring their, their peak emotion and their peak game to the stadium on Saturday night. So that's why I think you hear the coaches taking that approach. All right, Jerry. Hey, what, what you, well, hey, we're breaking up. Hey, where you got to be at around the stadium before the game? Um, I will be um, – I'll be all over the place. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going to a bunch of the tailgates and walking around and stuff. But about an hour and 45 minutes before the game, I'll go inside the stadium, and I'll be down on the, I'll be down on the Miami sideline all through pregame warm-ups. So um, I think that's the side you're sitting on. Feel free to holler at me from the stands, and I'll come say hello to you, okay? All right, then. That'll work. Go ahead I'll and be, let somebody I'll, else get some time. I know a lot of yeah, folks. I'll, I'll be down on the tonight. sidelines for the pregame warm-up, so you'll be able to see me then. All, All right, right Steve, I'll see you this weekend, brother. Thank you, as always, for being part of the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. All right, 646-595-2048 is the call-in number. I think we got to give Steve from Atlanta a little bit of a pass. You know, I've been riding them hard the past several weeks. Lives in Atlanta, did not go to the Miami-Georgia Tech game. But – I think everybody would would back me on this, and we have to agree. Driving down from Atlanta to Miami and going to Saturday night's game, um, I think he's earning some forgiveness from myself and anybody else out there who's been listening to Steve for the past few years on this show and couldn't believe that such a passionate fan would not go see the Hurricanes in his hometown. Let's go out to the 678 now, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Gary, yeah, what's going on, man? It's Uki 08. What's up, Buki? How you doing this week? Man, I'm I'm fired up, man. Everything's I'm ready. Fired. Man. I'm ready. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, big ups to um to Steve, man, for making that trip. I'm making the trip too. I'm not going to the game because I couldn't get any tickets, but I'll be tailgating with some friends out there. I and this is my second trip in the last week. I was down there. Um, well, I was in Tampa for the Falcons and Tampa Bay game, so. Hey, big ups to Steve for making that trip. Go Ticketmaster. Just go on Ticketmaster. You can get them for face value. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was completely sold out. All right, then I'm going to do that as soon as I get off the phone with you, man. But, um, um, I, you know, we've been ragging on these players. We've been ragging all the coaches all year long for the past three, four years. Let's talk about our fans. And, you know, I've been. I haven't posted anything on the board. I've just been reading a lot of stuff and a lot of things that people have been po- posting the past week. It's a shame that out of how many home games we might play throughout the year, five, six games at home, I believe seven, 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 seven home games. That one game is an event, and you wonder why a lot of these players ain't coming to UM. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, if you win, they will come. And that's a bunch of crap. This is 2015, this ain't the 1980s, and this ain't the 1990s. These players want to have that support. If players who go to Alabama on unofficial visits, when they play against Louisiana Monroe, and those fans are fired up for those games, 90,000 strong or 100,000 strong, whatever sits that stadium, like if they playing against Auburn, why we can't be that for our kids and these players for every home game? It makes no sense, man. Why do you, Everybody think, why out do you here, think people don't go? I know a lot of it. it hey, it's a, Miami's a big city. I know that. It has a lot to offer on the, on the weekends and stuff like that. And I know yeah, because of the losing. Yeah, but that also it has a lot of people. 
Okay, it's and I know it's a lot to do, but there's also a lot of people that live in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and you tell it's a lot of people. It's what it's what five million people in that city. I I, I don't know what the exact number is, but there's a lot. Well, it's a, I'm assuming there's over five million in that city, and you can't even tell me that it ain't seventy five thousand, sixty thousand, fifty thousand diehard Kane fans in that city, man. I'm not buying it, man. I'm telling you, these kids, whether they win or lose. They're going back to do what they always do, get back to practicing, well, let, getting back to studying, getting ready for the next game. And they do it religiously. Say that again, Gary. Let me ask you a question. Why Why didn't you have a t- Why don't you have a ticket for the game on Saturday? Already. Because well, I, 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 thought, I thought the game was already sold out. And, um, you know, I and I, frankly, I didn't even think I would be able to get that time off because I already knew I was coming to the Falcons game the week before the only reason why I didn't get didn't get a ticket. But now that I know, I will go out and purchase me a ticket. But I'm talking about the natives there. I don't I just I just I just don't I don't I don't get it. You know what I'm now, saying? I've These never kids understood more... I've never understood why why sports fans in South Florida don't go to hurricane games. You talk about the passion, you know what I'm saying? These kids work hard off on the field, off the field, year in and year out. And they can use the support, not just for Florida State, not just for uh, when a big-time out-of-conference team comes into the to the stadium, but when we play against the, the Dukes, when we play against the Virginians, when we play against the Virginia Techs, that support is needed, man. I'm, I come from a Midwest background. A lot of my family is from the Midwest. So a lot of them are Lions fans. A lot of them are Michigan fans. And when the Lions were at their worst, family members that were showing up to the Silverdome, showing up to Ford Field every Sunday for those games, diehards, win or lose, wasting money for knowing that they probably was going to lose a game. When when the, I think the Lions were only 16, five, six years ago. But we take for granted what the tr- the tradition that Miami has. Nobody, we're not guaranteed. We, we're not, we're not supposed to win. We're not supposed to be the top dogs every year. Alabama's not supposed to be a top dog every year, but they earned the right because they did what they had to do to get to the top. And also, they also had that fan support from the beginning. Even when Saban wasn't wasn't there. They still showed up and supported those players. They might have not agreed with what the coaches were doing. They showed up to support the players. And I understand Tuscaloosa is not Miami and all that other stuff. But this is a program that's played in five national has five national championships. That's played in what a total of ten national championships. Any other program that had that tradition, I don't care if it was a small city or big city, I'm guaranteeing you the fans are showing up. Period. Miami and is blessed to have the tradition that it has. The players that have come through here over the years is is mind boggling. It's mind boggling. I'm talking about the Notre Dames and the Alabamas can't even talk about that type of talent. But we are blessed, and the the Miami fans are blessed to have seen that talent throughout the years. And it's time that it's, you know you want the culture to change up within the schools and the program. It's time that the culture change within the within the fan base as well, man. We need to get out here and start supporting these kids. You know what I'm saying? If you really a can fan and you live within an hour or thirty minutes or twenty minutes within that stadium, 
you need to be getting there down there to support those kids, man, period. Even well, it won't be a game. problem on Saturday, but, you know, obviously it is a problem a lot of weeks. And uh, yeah. I don't know if but it's ever going to change. Be, I mean, it's, it's always been a problem. Yeah, but we know it's going to be a good number of Florida State fans there, too, as well, Gary. So, you know what I mean? We need to stand. But, you know, they, but we need they to support. sell their allotment, though, Uki. They, they returned tickets. They did not sell out their allotment. They returned oh. um, at least a quarter of the tickets that they got from Miami. Oh, really? Yeah, and I forget what the exact number was. Um, it might have been like. Do you know why is that? They might have gotten like eight thousand and returned like two or three thousand of them. Oh, do you know why is that? They couldn't sell them to their fan base. Oh wow! Well, so let's hope so that our fans pool, you know, and and I, I imagine some FSU people don't buy it from the school because they can get it other ways and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's more than five thousand Florida State fans there Saturday. Um, yeah. But, you know, those tickets went back into the general sales pool. I just hope our fans could make this a living hell for the FSU players, man. Make Bring back the Orange Bowl for one night. Let's bring back the Orange Bowl for, for one night, and let's really stand up for these players, man. Win or lose, support them. You know what I'm saying? Show these recruits that we got pride, man. Show these recruits that we're not all about flying banners and telling coaches that, that we want them fired and all that stuff. Let's stand up for the players. Let's stand up for the coaches. Let's support them. Let's see them through victory. I'm telling you, it makes a hell of a difference, man. Home field advantage makes a hell of a difference. And another thing, one more thing before I hang up, Gary, can we please get away, get rid of that damn helmet, man? Can we get rid of the the the, the, the giant helmet? It is driving me crazy. I do not want to see that Saturday night. I just one, one night I want to see them get rid of that thing. Get rid of the helmet and just come out of the tunnel, just, huh? Yeah, just come out the tunnel, man, with the smoke, man. Just be some badasses for one night. Let's relive the nineties and eighties and Orange Bowl. Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of the helmet for one night. Why? And let's just do a throwback Saturday, man. That's all I got to say, man. Question. Good night. Wait, 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 wait! Don't leave yet. I have a question for you. Why? Why are you not a badass if you come out of a helmet? But you are a badass. Well, I, 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 even if they did, even if they, it could be a badass coming out the helmet. I'm just not feeling the the helmet, Gary. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. It just You're reminds me. You're not the only me, one who made that comment. I'm just trying to understand it. It just, it reminds me. I see a lot of high school teams that do that. You know what I mean? I don't see too many college programs that do. I think I see Louisville do it, but. I mean, I don't see Alabama doing that crap. I don't see LSU doing that crap. I mean, not that we have to follow what they're doing, but it just doesn't it – it's not really Miami to me. It just seems kind of corny. But, I mean, I understand they tried to bring some kind of new flavor to the, to the, to the new stadium and everything like that. But, I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's just not – I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. I just, just want to see something different. Whatever, whatever, whatever different it may be, I'm just not feeling the helmet, Gary. But um, I got you. But uh, just put me on hold, and I thank you for uh, letting me speak my piece. All right, you tonight. got. It. Hey, thank you as always for being part of the show. All right. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Um, let's go out now to the two zero two, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening? Hey Gary, what's going on? This is Kwame. Hey, what's up, Kwame? How you doing this week? You know what? Um, I've been tired because I've been a little under the weather. I've been a little sick, but I will say uh, 
I had a little chill go up my spine when I turned on my TV today, and the first commercial I see is the ABC promo for the Miami, Florida State game. And uh, I, I sort of believe we are in the – I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those sort of, uh, you know, Butch Davis in the 19, like in the 2000 when uh, we, we were down by, what, 21 points, and then Dorsey and those guys sort of just put it all together – and they stormed back and won the game with that last-minute touchdown to shot. I want to see something like that. I, I want to see, you know, uh, Brad Kaya on the national stage uh, and what he does under the lights because this is a, this is a, a momentum game, for, I think, for, for the program. You, you beat, you know, okay, number three now that the college football rankings have come out uh, today. You beat the number three team in the country in your arch rival. And prime time on Saturday night, you're writing you're writing uh, the next chapter in your book here. Well, it's and, a great uh, opportunity. It's a great it's opportunity. A, it's, a, it's a great opportunity um, to to make a statement that even though they didn't get the job done in the first five weeks of the season, that this is a program that's that's on its way back and can win these games. And if they aren't able to win, um, Man, I'll tell you, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very long se- off season for Al Golden and and, and for this fan base, um, simply because they that will mean they will have gone through this entire season without any type of real signature victory. And you know, you can't really count the Virginia Tech game in Blacksburg. They're they're four and five right now. They're not a good football team. And you know, they had an opportunity at Louisville. They had an opportunity at Nebraska. Uh, and and this will be really the third opportunity for what you could call a signature win um, in a, in a huge national game, and and, and, uh, and Gary, let's just be real about it. Al Golden hasn't had a signature win in his four years. You can't count last year's Florida team; they were four and twelve. No, not just in his four years. He has not had it in his life. He didn't in have it at life. Temple. He didn't have it at Temple either. Um, and you know, you know, I'll I'll start out by saying I'm very much on the record of being an Al Golden supporter. I, I think he can I, be a. As he could be a phenomenal head coach. I see so many great things. But at the end of the day, he has to be able to prepare his football team for big games. And they have to be able to win some of them. And, and so far, not only have they not been able to win, they haven't even been competitive in any big game that has been played in, in these last few years. So, you know, you don't sit in his face. He's very loose. Um, he's preparing his team. But this Saturday night is a big night for Al Golden. It's a huge night. It's a huge night, not not just for Golden, but for the you know the city of Miami and those kids, whoever you know you know are going to be in the stands. I'm not sure if you had a, a recruitment list yet uh, to find out you know for our fans here who's actually going to be in the stands that night. There's going to be a lot of them. We're in the process of putting that together. It's, it's going to be a huge opportunity for those kids who are from you know, Broward, Dade, and West Palm, uh, to sort of see the program in a new light. Uh, you go down there and you beat, my, and, and you beat Florida State, your arch rival. Uh, on, 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 on that stage, you know, and with all of these sort of things going on, you know, I, I truly believe that that starts to change sentiments about people. You start seeing, you know, kids who, you know, or on the fence now about where they're going to go. Like, hey, I, I got an official, you know, visit left in my in my cupboard. Let me go down there to South Florida. They got something going on down there. And truth be told, I think you know this this game 
plays a lot into our bowl seating too. We're bowl eligible again. Um, you know, you went out. You know, I'm not saying you're going to get into the playoff, but you get into a a reputable New Year's Day bowl, I believe. You know, you and, and you you know went out and get to the ACC championship because it's still we're still in the mix. You know, Duke and Georgia Tech. You know, they Georgia Tech plays Clemson this weekend. I think they're going down. Uh, and then you know, Duke is not safe. I, I, I mean, I know we gave North Carolina hell, but I really believe that's a trap game for Duke uh, when they play North Carolina. Oh, there's no question because, it, you know, it, it's it's a backyard rivalry and anything happens It's there. a backyard rivalry. Anything can happen. So we're still in the mix to get to Charlotte. And all bets are off if the Canes get to Charlotte, especially if they went out. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, one of those guys that, you know, I live in, in a, a fantasy land. I, I fully believe that they, we have some deficiencies, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball in some areas. But they're playing much better. I've noticed a definite change in the aggressiveness of, of what the offense is doing and how he's using the stunts uh, when his defensive linemen and linebackers to confuse the offensive line. And I think where Miami has a chance in this game is up the middle in that A gap and B gap because the right guard and the left guard for Florida State are suspect. They, I, I think their tackles are very good, but he could design some blitzes and some zone blitzes to attack that interior of the offensive line. I think we're going to have a field there because they don't have the horses at tailback like they had last year. You know, no, they you know, don't. They don't have those guys. And, and I'll, tell I, you what I, I, I'll tell you what I also don't like. I don't like Carlos Williams' um, prospects of picking up blitzers. Nope. He is not a nope. – that is not what he's good at. And, I, and I'm going to tell you another kid I'm watching in this game on the defensive side of the ball is Jermaine Grace because they're going to stick him on that tight end in those third down situations. And, I, and if he's able to win most of those battles, it's going to be a long night for Florida State because Artie Burns, Tracy Howard, Antonio Crawford, the other kids in Tennessee, we have DBs that can run with their wide receivers. They ain't going to be like some of these other teams where – you know, the athleticism is just so leaps and bounds beyond, you know, where the other team is at. I mean, you know, Louisville has some athletic players because they have some Florida guys as well. But, you know, man for man, Miami can throw anybody up there against a Florida State player and say, yeah, you know what, these guys match up. And so I think the game ultimately is going to be on how well our offensive line can run block against their front and, and what decisions Kyler makes when he's in those third and short, third and long uh, situations. And if he wins most of those battles, if he went on third down on Saturday night, I think Cal Golden is uh, in the victory circle, in my opinion. All right. Sounds good, Tommy. You you have anything else for us tonight? Nothing much, man. I'm just looking forward to the game. Canes fans, I've I've been, you know, a foul push, you know, for the first quarter of the season. I've been on the fire at the Arsenal bandwagon, but I will say this, he's, He's changed his game around to a degree, and I'm a supporter of Al Golden. I'm a supporter of the Kings Nation. I want to see this team rise up like a phoenix, and I'm just with on Saturday night. So, to all my Kings fans, enjoy the week. Let's get pumped up for Saturday. All right, man. Hey, thank you as always for being part of the show. Peace. All right. It's um, 8.39 on a Tuesday night. The Canes Nation is talking Miami FSU for live. The call in number six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. 
as we make our way around the Kings Nation. We're going to go now to 513, where either a dog or somebody is now on. Hey, hey, Gary, what's going on, man? How you doing? Is that your dog back there? Is he all excited? Yeah, my... Yeah, my dog has a cane sweater on, so you got to excuse me. He's kind of hyped up Oh, no right wonder now. he's yelling and screaming. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, Gary, he had to get in the spirit of the radio show, so I had to throw on a sweater, too. So it, all just, right. it all makes sense. Um, got a quick uh, couple of uh, things I want to say here. Uh, first off, this is actually the first year since Golden's been here where I actually feel confident about the game. I couldn't say that the previous three years, even last year when we were undefeated, I didn't feel confident. I didn't trust Morris. I just, I just, I just didn't have a good feeling about last year. But this year, it's just that I feel we match up so well with him, especially with, like you said before, with the DBs. But another thing too that I, I don't know if you touched on this or not, with Florida State that just doesn't. I don't know from last year is that experience. Now, I know that you can say as far as on the defensive side of the ball, they've all been to the title game. But as far as like on offense, they have a lot of freshmen playing. And I know, you know, that may not be a big deal to some of the people out there. But to me, I feel like you have DBs who are veterans on our side playing against Travis Rudolph, Ermon Lane, who may not have had – to them, I feel like this is a big, their biggest game, and it'll be a test to see if they can rise up to the occasion. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever thought about no, Miami's that. Miami's playing but... with a lot of freshmen too, beginning with the quarterback. I mean, I think both teams are using freshmen this year. Um, right. I'm not sure how big of a factor that'll be in the game or not. You know, it's late in the season now. These kids have got experience, and you're looking at guys like Rudolph and Ermin Lane and, and Dalvin Cook. Um, <clears throat> they they are playing good football now because it's later in the year. Right, and I, I understand. I just felt like the experience, because of the fact that this is such a big game, I mean, this is Miami, Florida State, you know, this is different from who they play with Notre Dame and even North Carolina State or teams like that. Like, this would be pretty much in their hometown. You know, I think it will just be like a different atmosphere for them. It's just far and for Brad Kai for everyone. I just feel like our DVs this year match up well with them. This is the first year I felt confident since Golden's been there, and I just feel like you know we may pull the upset. I think time of possession is going to be a big thing. With you know how I don't, I'm not necessarily going to be a big fan of the big strike or the quick strike, just because with that offense Florida State has, I mean they can move the ball when Winston gets in that two minute offense. I mean, it's almost like pick your poison with him. So my thing is with them, it's just and plus the running game. I don't know if you can touch on this, and I'll just get off the phone and hear what you have to say. But Winston without a running game, I just don't trust Florida State this year. It's almost like if Denofrio can call some good blitzes, I think we'll be fine. But I just want to know what your take on that was. Um, I, I think that because of the success that they've had on defense the past few weeks, that they will approach this game differently than they did earlier in the year. And and I, I think they will blitz, but I don't think that you'll see blitzing every single play. Because Jameis Winston is way too smart for that. And and if you overdo it, 
he'll exploit you. And what they're going to have to do a good job of is mixing it up. I think that at times you're going to want to bring pressure with extra rushers, and I think at times they're going to want to they're going to want to drop people back. Um, and mix man coverages with zone coverages and, and try to confuse him a little bit um, schematically as well. I mean, you'll remember in last year's game, they got him to throw two interceptions that way um, by doing right. some things, coverages and stuff that confused him. So, yeah, a lot of pressure on Mark D'Onofrio in this game. Um, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge um, emphasis or weight, whatever word you want to use, on the Miami defensive game plan uh, in relation to Miami's prospects to win the game. and um, But I don't think that you could just do one thing. I don't think you could say you got to blitz them every down because I don't think that will right. work either. Right. And just one more thing. Um, I know that with recruiting it's really slow because it's in the season and the high school kids are still in theirs. But my thing is a lot of rumors have been going down. I don't know if you can kind of clear this up as far as with Scarlett. Now, I know that Florida State has two running backs committed right now. And everyone on their side, especially, like, when you go on their boards, they're so convinced that he's going to flip because they feel like, I guess, they have a tailback that's kind of on the fence right now. But I just wanted to see if you know anything or whatnot about that or, you know, and I'll just – There are no signs of any flip. No signs of any flip. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, Gary, good show, man. And I'm just keeping you on hold and I'll just listen in. You got it. Thanks for being part of it. 646-595-2048 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go out now to the 845, where you're now live on King Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, Gary, how you doing? This is Greg from North Carolina. What's um, up, Greg? How you doing? I'm doing right. I'm down for the game, and I happen to be at practice today. My buddy got me in to watch practice, and wow. uh, I just wanted to make a few comments. Eric Give away Flowers was working on uh, one-on-one drills. You look pretty okay, good. Okay, we knew we knew that already, but don't give away any secrets now. Don't get everybody don't get don't, don't get everybody in trouble. I just wanted to say one other thing. I, I thought it was hysterical how Arteo gets on some of these linemen. He was killing Sonny and uh, Hunter Wells. It was it, it was hysterical. Yeah, he's fun, Art's fun to watch. Oh yeah, he was. The team, and there was a little, uh, I'm not going to say. But anyway, I was speaking to someone in the know down there and about a couple of recruiting items. He told me that Rid- they blew it with Ridley and Burgess Becker, but they have a shot at getting Ridley's little brother, who's supposed to be a really good player also. He's only a junior, I believe. And he also told me there's no shot at getting Devontae Phillips. He's locked in Florida State. Can you comment on that? Um, I wouldn't say no shot. Um, I would say that it's still a long shot, that that he still is likely going to Florida State. But, you know, a a lot's going to happen in recruiting in the last few months. You're going to have coaching changes probably in the state of Florida. Um, Certainly at University of Florida, there's a decent chance of that. Um, so there's, there's a, a lot of things that could still happen. And I'm not totally unconvinced that if Les Miles from LSU goes to Michigan, um, which is a possibility, that Jimbo Fisher doesn't jump to LSU. So there's a, there's a lot that could still happen um, still a few months before National Signing Day. Uh, right now, I would agree that if you were going to where those kids are going to go, you would not project them to Miami. But I would never say never. 
And he also told me he thinks Paul Williams is our weakest recruiter. That. Um. Oh, I don't. You know, I I, I don't want to get go there right now. Um. You know, that's that's. Okay, nice. I, I that's just want to bring up one other point. If I and was a recruiter, here's how I'm going to answer your question. I think that their okay. recruiting could be a lot better on the defensive side of the football. I'm not sure anybody on that side of the ball is doing a good job at recruiting. Okay. How about that? I just want to say, this that was the first time I've been on the campus. I think it's a really nice campus. I think a recruit from out of state would be very impressed. And um, I'm 59 years old, and I was ready to go back to college seeing some of the women walking around down there. It's a pretty amazing place. So I don't think that would hurt recruiting. I think the campus is really nice. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, you know, that's why when Miami has everything right, there's no reason in the world why they don't win their share of the recruiting battles. Um, they have to they have to get a little bit better than where they are right now. Um, Saturday night will tell you a lot as to whether they're headed in the right direction. Right. I just wanted to say one last thing. I was able to meet Coach D'Onofrio and Coach Franklin. Real nice. They were real nice to us, uh, gentlemen. So I'm rooting for them to get it right. All right, well, cheer hard on Saturday night. All right, thanks, Cal. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go to the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? All right, this is me, Gary. That's you. All right. Um, hey, I did have a couple of questions for you. Um, one of them was uh, in the last couple of weeks when we did, uh, you know, have these blowouts and everything and defense looked better, I heard a lot of uh, rumors that uh, Golden was actually calling the defense more. Can you comment on that? Not, not true. Um, no. You know, Coach Golden has always been involved in all three phases of the game. Um, he does the bulk of the special teams himself um, right. with help from the staff, but he's he's the so-called special teams coordinator, and he charts up the special teams for the, for each, for the game each week. Um but on the defensive side, he spends an enormous amount of time with Mark D'Onofrio. Probably, if you were going to state it accurately, I would say, you know, based on, on what's been discussed, he, he probably spends more time on the defensive side than the offensive side because uh, James Coley has had that thing on lockdown since week two and has been doing such a spectacular job. And if I'm Al Golden, I don't, you know, I'm not looking to over – uh, micromanage there and, and screw things up. I mean, James Coley has really done a good job this year. He's got a, a really strong connection with Brad Kaya. Uh, they're feeding off each other, and the, the smart head coach doesn't go in there and let his own ego come into play and, and screw that up. So um, I, I think what people maybe are commenting on is that um, Golden is probably spending more time with the defense than the offense this year. I think that's accurate. Uh, but no, he is not calling the plays on game day, as some have suggested. Uh, Mark D'Onofrio is fully in charge of the defense on game day. Okay. Um, another thing I had was uh, last weekend it kind of blew up a little bit about uh, Diedrich Snelson, and uh, he was said he was going to drop a bomb on Facebook or Twitter or something like that, and then he, nothing he, ended up happening. Can can you? He's a flake. I mean, he's a little bit of a flake. I was actually out Typical of Typical South Florida recruit. 
Yeah, I was actually out at Heritage the other day, and um, I I went out there to watch Torrance Gibson make his announcement. And um, part of the reason I went out there was our Mr. Snelson had sent out a tweet about an hour before the announcement saying that uh, Torrance Gibson was going to have a surprise for Canes fans. And, you know, I only live, you know, 10, 15 minutes from Heritage. I said, eh, I better run out there, just make sure that nothing crazy is happening. And I actually had the opportunity to sit with um, with Snelson, and we talked for about a half hour. And um, you could tell that the thing that, that that's like a magnet for him is the attention. And when you commit two years early, um, people really stop paying attention to you. They, you know, it's a foregone conclusion where you're going. You're not... You're not doing the hat tricks on TV or at the All-Star Games and things like that. And I kind of got the impression that he was watching his two teammates, Torrance Gibson and Tavares McFadden, kind of take the other approach and, and make these announcements in their senior years. And he's kind of wondering, like, yeah, may, maybe I screwed up. Maybe I should have done the same thing. Um, he's also getting a lot of pressure from Florida, Florida State, other schools out there around the country. Um, so I think all these things might be coming together a little bit and, and playing a factor in, in what you're seeing from him, um, most of it driven by a thirst for attention. So what does that mean in the end? I would not be the least bit shocked to see him decommit from Miami and either go someplace else or recommit to Miami after that. Um, if he sticks for the whole time here, for the next, I guess he's got 14, uh, 15 months to wait, um, I'll be real surprised based on what I'm seeing out of him. But maybe he will. Which is surprising because you see, you know, the, the quarterbacks we got coming in, uh, Dwayne Lawson, or uh, he's tearing it up this year. Jake Allison, supposedly, uh, you know, the next Ken Dorsey coming. And uh, plus the receivers that are going to be with him. You see the the offensive line classes that we consistently bring in. I mean, why would you not want to be a part of that? Plus we got three four-star running backs coming in in this class. I mean, be a final piece on the offense. I don't see why you would decommit. I mean, Florida State's on a roll. I get it, you know, but with what we have coming in, yeah, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Jameis Winston is leaving after this year, okay? Yeah. And, and Brad Kyle's a freshman. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, it's all cyclical. And, you know, Florida State's always going to have a good program. Miami's always going to have a good program. When Florida gets its coaching situation straightened out, it's going to have a good program. So it's not like these kids can go wrong at any of these schools. Exactly. And you can't commit but, to a coach because the coach I, probably won't be there your whole tenure anyways. Yeah, but in Snelson, I saw um, a, a kid that wants attention, to be honest with you, based right, on my conversation right. with him the other day. Okay. Well, that's generally how it plays out for us and our recruits as the year goes on anyway. So, uh, thanks. I just want to say great show and, uh, you know, go Canes this week. And uh, from what I saw in that Virginia game, if you shut down crossing routes over the middle and attack up the middle with blitzes, you can do pretty well against them. So, hopefully, you know, we're at least semi-aggressive or keep up the aggressiveness this week. Yeah, I think you got to mix it up. I don't think you could do just one thing all the time. So, we'll see what, we'll see what they do. Uh, but you're right. Well, thank you, Gary. You can't, I you can't it. sit back and be passive and let them pick you apart. That's for sure. No, so, and you've seen it with Louisville, where they were aggressive the first half, and then the second half they were passive. First half they won the game. The second half they ended up losing the game. You know, so yeah. The Todd Grantham, he's a million dollar a year defense coordinator. He stopped doing what was working. Yeah, that's mind boggling to me. You had him. Yeah, so. I mean, I, you know, 
I guess maybe they felt they would adjust or something. I don't know what he was thinking, but he clearly well, see, stopped what was working. That's the thing that scares me. Like last year, we jumped out on him, what, like 13 nothing, you know, and then we have this tendency that once we get a lead on any team, we, we start reverting back to our soft zone or whatever, and then teams start catching us. I mean, we've had to bring Brad Kai off the bench, you know, when we already had second and third stringers in there this year because the team started falling apart. So if you get the lead, you got to keep the foot on the throat this week. I mean, you just can't let up. Better against you got to take it. They've proven no lead is safe. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate it, and go Canes. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. We continue on, this time to the 7072. Whoa. I'll see if that straightens itself out here. Well, actually, you're on the board twice, so I'm going to get rid of that one, and I'm going to come to you again over here, and let's see. Can you hear me? Okay, you're on. Welcome to Kane Sport Live. Hey, this is uh, C. Bastin. Is you, am I on, Gary? You are on, yeah. There's something weird happening. Okay, man, I thought I got kind of cut off, man. Great show, man. How you doing, Gary? How you feeling? Doing good, man. I love these big games. You know, it's everyone's excited. It's fun. It, it, it is very, very exciting. And uh, I have a totally different feel, like a lot of the other callers uh, said earlier uh, this year than I do last year. But I have a couple of questions for you, and I just need you, your help because you've been kind of spot on. What's the mood of the team as far as, you know, their confidence level, as far as their preparation, as far as, you know, their mindset, you know, getting ready to take on what I think is probably the number one or number two team in the nation and our biggest arch rival? What do you think about that? I think their confidence level is as high as it could possibly be for a team – that beaten anybody in several years, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, I mean, you know, they've they've beaten up some pretty bad teams here the last few weeks. But once you get past that, I mean, since week one, the offense has been phenomenal. Um, Brad yeah. Kai is getting better. He's Brad Kai is getting better every week. Duke Johnson's playing the best football of his career. The receivers, people are overlooking them only because. The running game has been so explosive the last few weeks that they haven't done much, but they're still there, right. and they proved and they proved earlier in the year that though they can deliver. And I think on Saturday night you're going to hear from Philip Dorsett and Stacy Coley and those guys. They're going to have to be a factor in this game for Miami to win. So the receivers are still there, and they've been doing a great job blocking for the run game. The yeah, offensive I, I, line, I, I, you know, I totally agree. Aaron I Flowers. think. Uh, am I still here? Yeah, you're there. You're, I was just going to okay. continue. You know, you're getting Eric okay. Flowers back on the offensive line, um, and with and without him, they've been playing great. Um, so, you know, you got to feel pretty good about your offensive line. Clive Walford might be having as, as, as good a year as any tight end in the country. Um, yeah. He's been phenomenal the last month. So, offensively, you got everything clicking right now on all cylinders. And you know, remember, there was a point a couple games back where they were averaging 9 and 10 yards a play. And that's only yeah. been tapered back the past couple of weeks um, to a more reasonable number because of the way the defenses have been playing them and forcing them to focus on the ground game instead of the passing game. Because what defensive coordinators have been doing is they've been saying, we cannot allow Miami to keep putting up 10 yards a play and moving the ball at will like that. 
So they're keeping their their safeties back, and 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 they're doing different things and coverages to 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 force Miami to audible to running plays. And because the offensive line and because of the receivers who are blocking downfield so well, Miami's just steamrolled everybody with Duke John the last two Duke two games against Virginia Tech and North Carolina with Duke Johnson. So um, Florida State may have to pick their poison a little bit, but they're also um, a little bit of a different beast. You know, you got better athletes on the Florida State defense. So um, Miami's going to have to do more this week. They're going to have to be able, be able to run the ball and throw it both. Probably going to have to pass to set up the run because I'm sure Florida State's game plan is going to be to, to stop Duke Johnson at all costs based on the last few weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can do it. You know, I think they can. Um, and just to continue and finish answering your question, the defensive side of the ball has played um, back-to-back great games and has the last month has been playing much better. And so they're confident. And, and the kids, um, I think, feel more confident in their coaches because of the way that they've called the games the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, it's a confident football team. Um, but at the end of the day, until you win one of these big national games, which they haven't done, you can only be so confident. Yeah, I totally agree with everything that you said, and you really kind of broke it down from the offense and the defensive side of the ball. I, I, th- I think the stars are just lining up for us. we got a true freshman quarterback who's playing at home in a friendly environment. So I think that support is going to be uh, huge. I think there's going to be a lot of fans there that's going to be supporting them. I just hope we don't do the things – you, we we can't do the Florida State's not the kind of team that's going to forgive you for turnovers, breakdown in the special teams, and stuff like that. We'll get we won't have a chance to win. But if we play smart, if we're coached up well, I think we match up very very well. I think the key is we're going to see how creative Coley's going to be, and I will tell you why. They're going to try to take Duke away. Florida State, I mean, I just believe that they're going to put those guys in the box. And if he learns from Louisville to let that, to give that quarterback a shot and a chance and to challenge those defensive personnel that they have in the defensive backfield on Florida State, I think that's where the game is going to be won. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we cannot let Florida State run the ball. We got to hit Winston. He's erratic. I think he's going to do a couple of mistakes. But last year, I think that's what killed us. Uh, I don't know if you want to comment on that, but the running game is what killed us last year. Yeah, and their offensive line has not been performing well this year. And and I don't think you know I don't think their their running game is going to be a factor in this game. I think they're going to abandon their running game and and do what they what they've done at other times this year and throw the ball almost every down. Um, because you know they just in, in big games they have not had a ton of success. Now the last couple of weeks they've been running the ball better, and I think they think that they're getting better at that. Um, but I am not a believer in the Florida State offensive line. I do not think they're very good, and I think if Miami gets reasonable play up front, that they'll be able to control the running game. Oh, awesome, awesome! Out in the community, well, you know, I'm not... awesome if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out in the community, what are the sense that you feel in as far as the mood of the city, as far as, you know, having a big primetime game down in South Florida, playing against Florida State, our rival, as far as what is the atmosphere in the city, as far as in the surrounding communities? I mean, are people pulling for Miami, or is they just expecting to just be let down against Florida State? No, I don't think there's any question about it. This is a big event in town. 
Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of buzz building for this game. I mean, why wouldn't there be? And a lot of it is due to the whole um, sideshow of Jameis Winston and, and everything that's been going on with him uh, with the crabs and the allegations and the you know, the latest one was he got accused of point shaving in the Louisville game. And um, it's like it's every week. It's like the scandal du jour for James Winston. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that combined with the fact that he's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner creates a whole another drama in itself. And the, the thing that I think is really funny is nobody's talking about him as a Heisman front runner for this year. And it's not because he hasn't gotten it done on the field. It's because of all this nonsense that's gone on off the field, and the Heisman voters and the Heisman committee—they don't want anything to do with them either. So, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, they, there's a lot of buzz building. It, it, it's no different. Um, you know, you remember back in the day when when um, Brian Bosworth came to town, and and everybody was geared up to stop the Boz and beat the Boz, and um, you know, the, you know, if you want to relate it to Florida State. Um, Charlie Ward when he was the quarterback of the Heisman guy and you know so around town awesome awesome hey what, what can you say about the coaching staff just for the last couple of weeks as far as keeping the kids focused having them playing good sound Canes football we're not hearing any type of distraction it doesn't seem like we have any you know uh, problems with any of our kids or any of our athletes as far as making the headlines or whatever. Can you comment on that? I normally bash just our coaching staff when I think they need it, but I mean, I think they've done a pretty decent job over the last three weeks. What can you elaborate on that? Because I think if you're a Canes fan, to hear the fact that we have no bulletin board material, you don't have any of our kids doing anything kind of crazy or wacko before this big upcoming game, just lets me feel like there's a good mantra out there that we're getting ready to pull up an upset. Um, they've done a phenomenal job of of working with the kids to ignore all the outside noise. Uh, and it could have been a huge distraction um, when you show up for the stadium and there's airplanes flying across saying "fire the coach," um, disrespectful banners, um, you know, along the lines of supporting Jim Kelly but not the not the head coach and things like that. It, it's a distraction. People notice it. Parents notice it. Um, other relatives and um, they've done a great job of keeping these this group of kids together and, and they continue to build on what they have and the last few weeks they've played pretty darn good football so uh, yes I, I think the coaches deserve an enormous amount of credit um, but I still think that they have to prove that they can win um, significant football games and Saturday night is, is, is the big night for them. Awesome. I got two comments in them, but then I'll be, they just keep me on hold. Number one, I was just reading up on, you know, Brad Kai in his freshman year compared to other, other, other quarterbacks, and he is really, really being phenomenal. I'm telling you, this is our next Peyton Manning. He's a true freshman. I mean, he's only going to get better. I mean, he's improved from day one, from, from the first game of the season, to the uh, to the to where he's at right now, haven't thrown an interception in the last three games, playing real real smart, real real sound discipline or whatever. What kind of upside do you really see from him? I mean, do you really think that you know with, uh, he has unlimited potential? I mean, what do you think about them? I'm sold on him, but where are you at with him? I think he has enormous upside. Um, you know, for starters, he's going to have a strength and conditioning program. During the off season, and that's going to allow him to get stronger. Uh, his arm will get stronger. He'll have more velocity on his ball next year. That's without question. Um, as yeah. also, he's now going to have 
nine months to continue to advance uh, cerebrally. And if, if you look at what this kid has done as a true freshman uh, and the fact that he can go up to the line of scrimmage and audible out of plays, uh, out of passing plays into running plays when he sees certain coverages and things like that, um, Miami hasn't had a young quarterback doing things that this kid's doing since Bernie Kosar. And wow. uh, he's only going to continue to improve in that regard. And by next season, um, he's going to be a polished up, complete quarterback. And, and I, I think he's going to be great. Uh, I think he's a he's a, a guy that you build the franchise around here for the next couple of years. And uh, I think the onus is on the coaching staff to get the defense good enough so that they can compete for championships with Brad Kaya in a way that they have not with Duke Johnson. Because they've, it, awesome. it, this program has wasted the Duke Johnson era. You know, Duke Johnson is an elite performer, uh, a Heisman Trophy level type of kid um, that could have led this program to championships. And, he, and, 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 and it could have happened this year. There was no reason in the world to blow the Louisville game and the Georgia Tech game. It, you know, if you want to be kind, you could say maybe one of them. No reason in the world to blow both those games and put themselves in this position right now where they're, you know, praying that they can upset Florida State and back into the Coastal Division Championship if Duke uh, stumbles and gets beat by somebody. Um, should not be in that position, uh, but you can't change history. And um, but they, I think the the big onus on Al Golden and the staff moving forward is you can't waste the Brad Kaya era the way that the Duke Johnson era has gone by the wayside here. I, to, I, I totally agree. I think we just really threw the Louisville game away. I just think the fact that we were just so conservative, the fact that we didn't really trust this guy. I mean, if we selected him to be our starting quarterback on day one and gave him at least 50% of the credit but based on the potent, what he's demonstrated over the last couple of weeks, we could have really, really been in that game. And then you take away the fumble against in Nebraska where we're marching down the field, who knows where our season could be right now? That's two losses it, right there that you can put in our hip pocket. And imagine what kind of game we could have been having, you know, Saturday night, you know, with a one-loss Miami team or maybe a no-loss Miami team going up against Florida State. So I totally yeah, agree. Because Duke fumbled. That was something that happened. But things are going to happen in football games. You know, you're going to have turnovers at times. You're going to make mistakes. I mean, he's playing a game. They're not going to be perfect. But the, the thing that was so pr- troublesome about the Nebraska game was the way they didn't challenge on defense. The way they just yeah. let the Huskers just steamroll them down the field and and just didn't challenge at all. And and that's why they lost at Nebraska, not because of Duke's fumble. I mean, apologists point to Duke's fumble and say, yeah, that changed the momentum. Well, yeah, it did change some momentum. But long before that fumble, Nebraska was being allowed to just stampede down the field on the ground and were allowed to just throw out their own game plan that they didn't even need because all they had to do was hand the ball to Abdullah and he was picking up eight, nine, ten yards at a clip. All the time, all the time. Hey, my last comment tonight, Gary, just kind of keep me on hold. You know, going forward as far as when you look at the program, it's kind of like where it's headed. I'm very, very concerned as far as on the defensive side, what kind of athletes are we recruiting? What kind of talent do we have a good shot at being able to get? I don't know what buzz you're hearing out there, but if you could just give me something encouraging to let me know that, you know, we're going to fill that side of the recruiting class because the offensive class side of the, uh, the offensive 
side of the ball, and our recruiting class looks pretty good. But the defensive side, I'm really, really kind of concerned about. Give me some hope. Tell me something that lets me know that, you know, we're going to be somewhat okay when the season ends and we sign our recruiting class for FY15. And just kind of keep me on hold. I can't give you any hope. You know, right now it's not looking great on that side of the ball. But your hope is Saturday night. If they can win this game on Saturday night and have the defense play impressively – it will open up doors in recruiting, and they, they, you don't, they only need a half dozen of them to open up. I mean, let's be honest. You don't think we have a shot at uh, Sean Burgess Becker? It's, it, it, if, they win on, if they win on Saturday night, I'll say yes. Okay. But, he, but if, if Sean Burgess Becker by himself is not is not the answer. Yeah, you know, I, told, I, I you need agree. Defensive tackles. You need linebackers. You need a lot more depth. Linebacker. Beyond the young kids that are in the program right now, you need you need you know more a defensive tackle. You need an impact guy up there. Um, you know, defensive end is a little promising um, with Muhammad and, and McCord uh, and Chad Chad Thomas. I, I think there's some promise there, but you got to keep going there as well. Um, there's just not enough talent and not enough depth on the defensive side of the football. Looking forward, got to do a better job of recruiting right now. It's not there, but that doesn't mean it can't be. You know, I hope so. Still- I hope so, Gary. Hey, one last thing, and then I, then I'll just keep me on hold. Hey, do, I mean, on the wide receiver side, I mean, we're gonna have to win the ball. We're gonna win the. We're gonna have to win the game, putting the ball in the air. As far as what do you see from our wide receiver, her Waters, Berrios, Coley, Dorsett, or whatever? Do you think they can compete and challenge the defensive backs on the Florida State side of the ball? And Absolutely. just keep me on hold, Gary. There's no question they can, and they're going to have to because Florida State, um, I'm pretty sure, is not going to just let uh, Duke Johnson stampede them at will. I mean, they're going to do some things defensively, I would imagine, to take Duke out of the game a little bit and um, and put it in on, on Kalia's shoulders, which is what any good defensive coordinator would do. But they're not as good on defense this year as they were last year. Um they also don't have the same coordinator. And, and I think all these guys can make an impact Saturday night. And, you know, I think it's about time for Stacey Coley to have a, a bust-out game. He's kind of been, uh, you know, on reserve the whole year, has really not had a high-quality game this season. Um, hey, Gary, he hey, Gary, I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. Coley's going to have a buck is going to have a dollar bill Saturday night. He's going to have 100 yards. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. You can mark it down. I'll call you next week. And just remember when I told you, everybody's worrying about Stacey Coley. He's going to have 100 yards in the game. We'll talk about it next week. Well, he's due for that kind of game, that's for sure. Yeah, just, just right, mark guys. it down. When I call you next week, just remember I told you, he's going to have 100 yards. You got it. Anything else for tonight? No, nah, that's going to be it, man. I'm gonna Just keep me on hold, man, and join the show. All right. Thank you for being part of it. All right, we're well into hour number two here on Kane Sport Live, talking Miami FSU. Huge game Saturday night at Sun Life Stadium. And uh, let's continue on now to the, um, the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, Gary. How are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? This is Sino 305. What's up, Sino? How are you doing this week? I'm good, man. I think, uh, you know, just adding to what everyone's saying, I guess, uh, after a while, you can only say so much about this game, but um, well, we haven't you know, gotten there yet. Much... We're we're only well... in hour number two. We still got a uh, an hour and forty five minutes left. 
Wow, good luck with that one, man. Um, we'll, be, we'll be fine. The, the, the board's lit up. I we mean, got plenty of people who have opinions and things to say. We'll be good. <laughs> I mean, me, you know, me just like everybody else, Gary, I want to see Miami come back to uh, the old days, you know, where we were hitting hard. We had the swag. You know, we were the bad boys of college football. That's what we all grew up watching. Um, it, you know, winning is important, but the other stuff is uh, is important also, I think, for us. You know, Golden kind of really cleaned up this team. But anyway, with that being said, and we're not winning, but uh, with that being said, I think this game right here will change um, everything. You know, if we can win this game, uh, the whole perception of Miami football will change again. You know, the uh, the city will, I think, will back the team up. I think you'll start to see uh, fans at the, in the stadium again. Uh, everything is going to change. This game is really huge. And, and Golden, his job, you know, his job security uh, th- that situation is going to change. And D'Onofrio, you know, the, the the coordinator. I think he knows that. I think everybody knows that. Um, and then recruiting. You know, if we win this game and if we can really win it, you know, with uh, you know with a packed house, uh, with an action-packed game, and really do some good things, not, you know, not Florida State just have a bad game, but really us have a good game. I think, like you said, you know, the recruiting is going to change. It's going to open a lot of doors. So this game is much bigger, I think, than even the Florida game last year. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, it, just because of the stage. I mean, you got a Florida State on a 25-game win streak, uh, Jameis Winston and everything that comes with him, um, the drama of who's going to get into the Final Four at the end of the year, primetime national TV. Uh, it's, a, it's it's as big it's a stage as you could huh? – yeah, I mean – it's Listen, the biggest for stage for Golden, team. I think, in his career. It's big. It's the biggest Golden stage in his career. Yeah, because it's probably bigger than last year's Florida State game. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. No doubt about it. You know, um, and it's all. You know, you're talking about a football team that lost three games early in the season. I mean, this is all it can wish for. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I really want to see us get back. Um, you know. Honestly, I don't know what else to say. Um, do you have any uh, right. pr- predictions about the game? Do you, do you see anybody stepping up? Do you see a standout player or something like that from the game? Uh, well, I mean, my guy, my X-Man, and, you know, might as well answer the question from Stacey Coley, who we just talked about. Um, he's yeah, been invisible, you know, totally invisible the whole year. Um, a guy that nobody's really talking about. You know, all the focus, Duke Johnson. Um, if, if it gets past that, people talk about Philip Dorsett and his um, big playability. Um, nobody's really thinking much about Stacy Coley, but um, he would definitely be my, uh, the X factor I would come up with, uh, capable of having a big impact in the game. And the other one offensively, you know, to me would be Clive Walford. I, I think that Clive Walford's going to have some great matchups in this game. I, I, I am not very impressed with FSU's linebackers, um, you know, and certainly their, their depth. Uh, once you get past Terrence Smith, um, I think Matthew Thomas is very inexperienced. He can be had. Um, Northrop is hit or miss. Um, so I think that uh, Clive Walford is going to have some pretty darn good matchups here um, in this game. And um, defensive side of the ball, um, I look at the corners. I, I look at Corn Elder, a guy that's played great football all year, but kind of in a very quiet, invisible way. Um, I think he can have a big impact on this game. Um, I think Antonio Crawford, covering some of those receivers in the slot, um, has also looked very good for the past month. Um, I think you got to look at him a, a little bit. So those are the guys that, that, that I would throw out there as being sort of uh, unknown X-factors who might have a big impact on the game. 
Yeah, and then the, I think the the only thing that really scares me, uh, and that and that really gives us a disadvantage in this game is our O line. You know, is Eric Flowers being banged up, Gabois being banged up. He'll I don't be out think there. Re- Sorry, I'll be shocked if Eric Flowers is not out there. Yeah, but he's not going to be at 100 percent, man. I mean, even if he's out there, he's barely making it out there. Well, we don't know that. He's been moving around pretty good on the practice field. Wow. You know, they do amazing things these days. You know, the the the, the sports medicine program at Miami right now is a, is a story of its own, and and the job that Lee Kaplan is doing as a team doctor and the guy that's um, performing these surgeries and helping these players come back from them, um, Vinny Scavo in, in the training room, and and how they begin rehab on these kids from the minute they get off the operating table and and, and bring them back and. Uh, Really as good a job being done in that regard right now for Miami as I have ever seen in 30-plus in years of covering football. Uh, I think that they're just doing off-the-charts work with these kids. Awesome, brother. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, man. I, you know, the whole concept of Golden and D'Onofrio can change for me. Uh, you know, I can get back on their bandwagon if they can pull this off. Golden needs this win. I think if he loses this game... You know, the, the the hole just gets bigger, man. I think it gets deeper. You know, and I think it, the, well, it the does, it does do. because it's gonna it's gonna be screaming at him loud and clear, even greater than it was earlier in the year, um, that he needs to make some changes in his program. And the only thing that can change that would be an impressive performance Saturday night that kind of turns the page for this program and and, and builds the momentum that they need to go into 2015. Um, and I don't, you know. I don't overreact week to week. You know, I'm not totally convinced that regardless of what happens Saturday night, that he doesn't need to make a couple changes and bring some new ideas in and, sh- and shake things up a little bit. Um, but this game is a huge game uh, for that picture and how much pressure there will be on him to do that. I'm with you on that one 100%, Gary, 100%. And I like, I like that you've changed your tone since the beginning of the year about this staff. I mean, you seem to really be hitting it on the dot now in terms of, you know, what they need to do and what, you know, you're calling well, it like I mean, you see it. I like that. I think the offensive side of the ball is performing at an elite level, um, not just on the field and game planning, but in recruiting. And I, and I don't see that on the defensive side of the organization. And from my viewpoint, that should not be acceptable anymore. You know, if, if this program, which has been ir- totally irrelevant, if you're honest, for a decade now, is ever going to be relevant again in college football, um, it's got to tighten the margin of error. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's got to tighten um, where the measuring stick is and where the barometer is. And, and there you, go. you know, it's just, it's not getting done on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you're and, right. You're right. You know, if, 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 you know, I think, you know, this is not the time to really talk about it. It's Florida State week. They've played well for the last few weeks. I think you got to see what happens in this game on Saturday night, um, and if they can perform as well as people seem to think that they can in relation to the point spreads and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think you overreact or underreact week to week. I think you have to examine the entire picture um, over the course of an entire season, um, and then you know make decisions from there. Good point. And one more thing, one suggestion I want to make. Uh, I think I've been a member now for like a year and a half, and uh, I think we, just a suggestion here, you know, because there's, there's so much going on in your website. Uh, I think you should probably consider doing maybe like a once a year tailgate 
for the Kane Sport uh, members, maybe like a FSU game as a suggestion. Yeah, we'll put it back on the table. We've done that before in the past, and it, okay. it, you know, it really was not as it, it's not as big a deal to people as you might think it would be. I mean, I think we the last time we did it, we had a hundred people. You know, it, it's it's not as it's not as big of a issue. You know, people people are have their habits. The, the people that go to the game, they have their groups, their families, things like that that they like to tailgate with. They're really not looking for a mass tailgate like that, and. A lot of people on websites like canesport.com kind of like the anonymity of the website. You know, everyone's got their screen. They've got their screen name. They're really not looking to put themselves out there as much as you would think. And, uh, you know, some people are, but it's it's really not, not the issue that, that you might think just on, on the surface. But it is on our radar. We, we, you know, we, we, we have thought of doing some different things. We thought of maybe planning some trips. Um, maybe a cruise out of Miami or something that everybody could go on with some special events on the ship and golf tournaments and things like that. So, I mean, there are some different things that we've thought about and, and, and are being considered. Um, you know, but the biggest thing I could tell you is the attendance would not be as huge as you would think it would be. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate the time, man. And, uh, All right. everyone's going to be watching, man. This is our chance to get back. You got it, man. Hey, for. thank you. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, Gary. Thanks. Yep. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, and we continue on now to the 210, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. This is Alex in San Antonio. Hey, what's Listen, up, Alex? I'm having trouble with Internet access. What happened? I can't seem to access the show on the Internet. Not sure. You know what's not happened? Sure. No, not Sorry? sure. We're, everything's been fine on our end here, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm having trouble getting it on the iPad. I don't know if anybody else is having trouble. You know? All right, well, we'll, we'll have the show archive for you. You'll be able to listen, listen back to the podcast. Okay. Uh, so you'll, listen, you'll I want to talk about this. Sorry? You'll be able I to catch up on everything. I wanted to talk about the game a little bit. I'm a, I'm not as optimistic as everybody else has been calling. I really fear the, the Seminoles, and the, in, I think they're going to try and blow us out early in the game. I, I really do. And I think we have to we have to uh, try to stay in the game in the first half and not get blown out. And I think the, the best way to do that, you know, the best defense is going to be a good offense. I think we've got to ball control, run the clock, keep the ball away from Winston, and try to stay in the game. And I think a big part of the game plan may be Wildcat. Do you, do you hear anything? Do you see anything about – uh, running Duke in the Wildcat. Oh, I'm sure you're going to see some. You know, I'm sure you're going to see some of that. Um, they're going to want to see if Florida State put time, preparation time into into defending it. And um, so there's no question you 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 may, you'll see that probably early in the game as how well they defend it. But let me just say something about your comment about conceptually it's great, and I agree with you. But I I have a hard time believing that. Uh, is going to just allow Miami to, to just run. That's the way the brass I'm not sure. You're having a little bit of video. I don't know if you're out in the wind or something. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm 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 listening to you. But, but can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We're just hearing a little bit of background noise there. But um, I just think the Florida State's going to let them. And, and I think the past. Right? 
All right. Anything Hello? else? Get in here before we no. go. I'm gonna have to let you go. No. Here All that background noise. All, All right. right well, sorry. Hey, no problem. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Listen, can you keep me on the can you keep me on the phone, please? Yeah, you're all set. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go now to the five zero one, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening? Hey Gary, this is Alex, man from Arkansas. How are you? Hey, what's happening, Alex? How are things over there? Man, it's going well. It's Florida State week, so you know I'm hyped up already. Had to call and get my therapy session. Everything is going real good, man. I got a couple of uh, questions I wanted to ask you. I know uh, everybody's been talking about the matchups and a couple of things that kind of got me concerned. Um, I, I uh, with, with our offensive line, how do you think we're going to match up, even with uh, Flowers, with uh, Goldman and uh, Mario Edwards? Well, that's the greatest challenge of the game. I think that's a bigger challenge then stopping Jameis Winston, I mean, I might be crazy, but, you know, those two are really good defensive football players. And if you can control them, you're going to be able to move the ball in Florida State. And, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Jameis Winston is going to have his moments in this game. I mean, he, he's a, he's one of the elite players in college football. Um, you're not going to be able to shut him down for the entire game. Um, you're going to have to score some points. And to do that, you're going to have to be able to control those two defensive um, linemen, um, Edwards and Goldman. And, um, you know, so I think that that is as big a matchup in this game as any. I agree with that. Um, another thing, man, is I'm, 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 I feel like we match up very well everywhere else. Another part that kind of concerns me is I'm hoping that we can consistently get pressure on Jameis even without blitzing. And that's been a problem for us when we don't blitz or bring an extra man. Okay, when has they ever been able to get pressure against anybody without blitz? I know, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's because... a, yeah well, of course. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, they're going to have to bring a fifth guy and sometimes a sixth guy. And when they do, they better get there. Because if you don't get right. there, he he will find the open guy. Hey, and then a couple of times last year we got there, man, and didn't make the tackle. He got out of the tackle, threw our guys down, and uh, went ahead and made big plays. But I'm I'm really looking forward because I want to see what Denzel does because I'm thinking that they're going to send him on some blitzes. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him step up and have the, the really type of game that he's capable of doing. I know he didn't do too much against Abdullah, you know, because of whatever reason, scheme, and all of that. And, of course, we know what happened against Georgia Tech, but that's not the same defense that I've been watching the last few weeks. So I'm hoping that he'll have an opportunity. Denzel Perriman has never had a signature game against an elite opponent in his career. That's Um, what I'm looking for. The, the kind of games they used to see, you know, guys like Dan Morgan have and and, and, and players like that. Um, it, I agree with you. It's time for Denzel to be a, a big-time player in a big-time game. And if you don't get performances like that from your best players, you're not winning. Right, right. The last thing I want to ask you on the matchups is nobody has really said anything about special teams. I know we've been doing well in the punt area. And our punt return is just okay, but that kickoff scares me because we don't our kick our kicker doesn't doesn't have very much hang time. 
And that guy that uh that for Florida State ran one back on us last year, didn't he? Yeah, well, it's a legitimate concern because you know if you remember back to that national championship game between Florida State and Auburn, where that game really turned was when Kermit Whitfield returned that kickoff for a touchdown, and um you know he's got that type of capability. And you're right, they can't let that impact the game. Um, they they got to get the kickoffs deep into the end zone. Definitely. Um, what a what an opportunity for our program, man! I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm hoping that we can go ahead and make a statement here. Everything is set up for us to do it, and we've got an opportunity that we really can't pass by. Players, coaches, fans, anybody. You know, everybody's going to be talking all week. I've already, you know, been on online watching on Twitter and everything, reading all of that stuff. The Florida State fans you know, will tweet things about us not coming out and supporting our team. Well, you're not going to have that problem Saturday at 8 o'clock, you know. And so you're not going to have any of those issues. The kids are going to be ready to play. I'm hoping that the coaches will go ahead and seize this opportunity, number one, you know, to open some doors for us with our recruiting and let everybody know, not just the recruits, even the fans know, that we're on the right path and we're headed back to being relevant in college football. So it really pains me as a Kane fan week after week to watch all this stuff and hear all this stuff about the playoffs and nobody, we're not even in, in consideration for being in the top 25, man. And that just hurts me as a Kane fan. Well, and this is the last chance to do anything significant in this regular season. So well, let you me know, ask you this, and I'll let you go. If 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 it does not go well, if it does go well, we already know. We've already said it. And I've heard you say it already. What the uh, what the benefits are going to probably be if we can go ahead and pull this off. But if by chance we do not pull this off, what do you think the fallout is going to be? Well, do I need to answer that question? Well, I mean, I know what the fans are going to do. Everybody, the fans are going to just be like, okay, but what do you think realistically will happen at the end of the year? Because say, for instance, they lose this game against Florida State, but they go ahead and win your two games that that we have left against Virginia and uh, Pitt. If we win those two, of course, we'll have a decent bowl. But, of course, we're not going to be – you know, doing what we really want to be doing. But if we don't win this Florida State game, what do you think the fallout will be as far as what Coach Golden and his staff are going to have to realistically look at at the end of the year? Well, I mean, I think it would put a lot of pressure on Al Golden to make some some major changes in the program. I don't think there's any question about it. Okay. Well, But let's, I'm, let's, I'm, let's, let's see what happens Saturday night. And let's react to it next Tuesday. You know, let's Sounds not good to me. let's not doom and gloom. You know, and, <laughs> and and get too crazy here tonight talking about hypotheticals because you know we're five days away from having something real to react to. Definitely, I agree with you on that. You know, and it's it, it's really hard, Gary, because you want to go ahead and say we're gonna we're we're gonna win. You want to feel confident, but at the end of the day. What has he really given us to bank on to to say that he can get it done in a big game? And that's the scary part if you're a Canes fan, but you also realize 
that it's a wonderful opportunity for him to do just that. And you want him to succeed. The opportunity I want him to succeed. Could not be a bigger opportunity. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I want him to succeed. I don't want to have to start over with another coach and let him have time to get his people in. No. Win or lose, Al Golden's not getting fired. No, no, I didn't mean like that. What I'm saying is I don't want to have to say, okay, well, you know, if the bottom falls out, then we start now, everybody's upset. I want it to be where, okay, we can say, all right, we're going ahead and going on from here. We're going up and continue. And so that, that's what I'm hoping. But when you really consider it, we don't have anything to bank on and say, well, okay, they've played in big games before and they've done this. They can really pull this off. You know, that's, that, why, that's what that's I'm why I think there's a lot of overreaction going on right now. Because until they yeah. do that, until they do that, you know, th- there's always going to be um, th- that doubt and, and that question as to whether they're going to be able to do it. And um, that's why I was so shocked when I saw the point spread. And, and you know, I really thought it would be a touchdown point spread. And uh, obviously a lot of people out there think that Miami can win this game. And, and Miami can win the game. There's no question about it. But can win the game and winning it are two different things. And, and that's how they have to prove to you and everybody else out there is that they actually can go out and do it for four quarters against the top-level team and, and walk out of there at midnight on Saturday night with their chest held high and a victory. Definitely, Gary. All right. I can't, so give can't us a call say it any better, man. Give us a call Leave me on hold. Thanks a lot, buddy. And we will um, continue from there. Hope uh, hope you got the therapy that you were looking for. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to 786, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's good, Gary? How you doing, man? Doing good, hey, doing good. This is Money Mitch from Dade County, man. Hey, I was on, I was listening to the caller a little while ago. Was he the guy that said he was on campus? Uh-huh. And um, he said Paul Williams, he made a statement saying Paul Williams was the worst recruiter on the team. <laughs> yeah, he did. If you don't remember, I called you a while back about the yes, Devontae Davis kid. I remember. Yeah. Hey, I told you, man, Gary, they got to get dude. Like, on them high-end profile recruits, Gary, they got to get Paul off of them kids, man. He don't know what he's doing, man. You feel me? Uh, it just, it just, like you say, man. We got Golden got to make some changes on defense, man. He got to get elite recruiters, man. Period, point blank. All that suck, Paul. What you, your history, what you done? You, what did you do at Miami? You didn't prove nothing. You feel me? What, where did Paul Williams even come from? I never heard of the guy making noise on the defensive side of the ball. He was with Al Golden at Temple. Oh God, Temple. You feel me? Man, listen. You no, know, I mean he doesn't have a resume. I mean, I, I, I that's total. It's totally true. You see, know, we got. It's just crazy, man. I don't, I don't understand the recruiting thing, but I ain't, I ain't gonna try to be negative. You know what I'm saying? This is Miami, Florida State. I'll be yeah. there, of course. You know what I'm saying? I'm a root for McCain. You feel me? I'm gonna remain optimistic. You feel me? It seems like we get a little respect from Vegas and and everybody else. You know what I mean? It ain't gonna be no blowout. You feel me? You know, I just hope McCain's pulling off, though, you know, I'm going to keep recruiting for, them, recruiting for McCain's, you know, do whatever I do, get in the young kids, yeah. go to the little games, tell them, man, hey, you up, you up, you feel me? 
I'm gonna do my thing. That's all I got to say, though, man. All right, man. We feel you. We, all right, we feel keep you. Me you got it, man. Hey, uh, we'll talk again next week. See how things go. All right. All right. Let's go now to the um, the eight one three. You're now live on King Sport Live. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Gary. This is Andre from Tampa. What's up, Andre? How you doing this week? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, I think the biggest point of the game, you know, um, is is you know, Golden not to be out coach. You know what I mean? Every big game, Golden and his staff get out coach. So I'm just hoping. I, I mean, the kids gonna be ready. But it's it's for Golden and his staff to put these kids in the right position and not to be out coach. That's that's on I mean, that's gonna be the biggest thing in the game. You know, Golden calling uh you know, uh calling the right plays to out coach uh Fisher and Coley try to uh you know, out scheme the defensive coordinator on the Florida State and out Golden is is approving the plays and say let's do it. We got to out coach the other team coaches. It's just the bottom line. Hey, you know, you know usually so, the way it works in this game. College football is a coach's game, and yeah, the, the teams that you see winning are well coached teams, and 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 coaches do make a huge difference. And there's a reason why you see when when the good coaches and the established coaches go to top level programs. Nick Saban, Alabama, Urban Meyer, Ohio. Right State. Yeah. It changes instantaneously and they win. Yeah. And and um you know, you're right, you get in a big game like this, it's a it's a coaching game and they gotta get the job done. And, and they have to prove like that I they said, can do it. And, and 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 that's that's uh we always used to say back in the days that Peyton couldn't win the big games. You know what I mean? And uh so we you know, we all keep saying that, man, Golden can't win the big games. You know, yeah, we beat the Gators last year, you know what I mean? But Golden, I think this just could be his whole – if he can't beat Florida State this year, you know what I mean, with with the talent he has, Duke Johnson, I mean, he's on fire. You got his wide receiver core, his tight end is, is off the I – mean, uh, I mean, this is this year to prove the, the college nation that, hey, Miami's back, I'm the big dog down here in Florida now, just to all the recruits. Look here, I just beat the number one. Well, I still think Florida State is the number one team until they beat me. You know, they should be State, the number one team. They they I are mean, the number one. I, what, is, what, is, I, what a joke. I mean, you, you're ranking Mississippi State over Florida State, which has won 25 straight games? And and you're putting Oregon over that? Oregon, I mean, yeah. Are you kidding yeah, a one loss team. You know that you know I you know, I, I don't That's I, a I, I I despise Florida State. But man, what they pull, it just let me know the way the, the game is. It's it, it's just the way it's just politics in the game 'cause there's no way, you know, me just not even being but if I was a you know, Miami fan, we up there and we won 25 games in a row. We beating everybody, regardless of how to win. And you sit there and drop me down to three for a Mississippi State team, and uh, I understand, and an uh, Oregon that's already lost. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, this this is it here. 
You know what I mean? This this, this is the number one team. Regardless of what the numbers say in front of the, the name, this is the number one team in the nation. And Golden got to beat the number one team in the nation. It's the bottom line. Who are doing those rankings, that committee should be ashamed of themselves right now. Absolutely ashamed of themselves. That they, they, they put, need to be ashamed. That they put a one-loss Oregon team ahead of Florida State in this week's rankings is a total joke. And, and you know, I, I, like I said, I don't think Mississippi State deserves to be up there over Florida State either. They've won 25 straight so. games. And I know they've struggled this year four or five times. But until somebody comes out on the top end and of the field, and everybody here tonight listening obviously is hoping that will be Miami on Saturday night, they deserve to be the number one team. They, uh, they're number one. And I, I want to beat the number one team. I want to beat the number three team. I want to beat the number one team. And you know what? They're screwing Miami fans over, too, because they're taking away the opportunity to say that you beat the number one team. That's number one. And those people making the point spreads are screwing Miami fans, too, because you're not getting an appropriate level of points when you go make your bet. Gary, you just just said it all. That's all I called in for, because that was – when I seen this, I said, man, we are getting screwed and they try to they do it in a slick way. They just slid it in there and say, We just go disrespect them like that. You know what yeah. I mean? It, you it, know this what? should be game you know, this should have been college game day. You know what I mean? It should have been college game it should have been live. I know they said we don't have the, the, the stadium area, we don't have this. They would have found you know, we gonna be big down there. You know what I mean? I'm coming down, I'm getting off work at three o'clock. I might be late for the game. But me and my son, we go head down there anyway. And if we come there halftime, I'm still being there. It don't make no sense that college game day is not down there at Miami right now. Well, but in, in fairness, they've got Mississippi State, Alabama, too. I mean, man, man. you know. Florida State is number one team. Florida State is the number one team. Robbery. That is the number one team. You come down there to Miami. This is where it's going to be at. I know. No. Right. But, you, but you know what? In, 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 in total honesty, um, you, it's not going to yeah, bother if, if Miami comes out ahead on Saturday night and you're sitting there all excited at midnight, you, it's not going to bother you that they weren't the number one team. Yeah, you are. So I, I wouldn't yeah. let it. I I agree with you, and I think it's a joke, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, spend too much time worrying about it. Okay. Right, I got, got one more question. I got one more question. It, it's a rumor. Uh, I'm not, what about this quarterback they say from Ohio State, Buckeye? May transfer to Florida State. This Brasson guy. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think it's, it's going to depend on what his prospects are for being the starting quarterback next year. If he's not going to be the starting quarterback, he's going to transfer. Yeah. Now it may no. or may not be to Florida State, but he's not going to stick around there to be the backup. Okay. Uh, I mean, you see, he was coming back for his senior for his year, so I mean. And that guy's playing pretty good. That that'd be super for him to drop that guy back the back up. So, but that's yep. it, Gary. You know what I mean? You know, good show. You know what I mean? I'm I'm counting on Golden to outcoach Jumbo Slick Fisher. That's mm-hmm. all I got. To all say. right, we'll see what happens. Right. And uh, give us a call next week. We'll talk about it. All right. Please all on. right. Thank. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. We got about an hour and fifteen minutes left. Um. We got a call from Tallahassee. Let's go up to the eight five zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? What's up? 
Who's this? This is Ricky from 850. What's up, Ricky? How you doing? Oh, man, it was so ironic, man. I'm listening on to your show and whatnot, and I was finna ask you a question. I had a question I had. And I was I wrote down I wanted I was gonna ask you about the Nickelbacks and um and um Corn Elder at Nickel. I was saying that's a nice wrinkle that we had going on. I've I've been I've been seeing having that Nickelback kind of playing a little bit like Florida State do with um what's that uh, boy number eight I forgot his name Ramsey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I said that was a nice little wrinkle that I've been seeing in our defense. Cornell's played great all year. Yeah, he really has. He, he and really Antonio Prosper has been playing great too. Miami's in good yeah. shape with those back. Yeah, I think having that speed at nickel it, it brings an X factor to the game, like especially when Blitz is then covering certain players. You know, it's a nice mismatch. Gives them a lot of possibilities in defending Florida State's offense. Yeah, but um, another thing I want I want to talk about uh, recruiting. I seen we got this boy named Jer- uh, Jerome Washington. Yes, tight end, sleeper I tight think, end. Yep, out of New York. Yeah, I think I think that boy is going to be something special. Well, like, I'll tell you I mean, something, you know, he was totally off the radar. We didn't even have him, you know, on the, in the in the rivals rankings. He he wasn't yeah. a base ranking. Came from out of nowhere. Um so when he said he was going to Miami, uh we had a request that he be ranked and and evaluated and uh the rivals recruiting yeah. team took they took a look at his film and immediately put four stars on him. Whoa. See, but he's a four star. He's now a four star. He's he's now a yeah. four star tight end in the rankings. Yeah, and I saw that Alabama and a couple more t- um, schools tried to jump in on it once they saw that. Yep. Yeah, but nobody I knew think. about him. He was he's totally off the radar. Yeah, yeah, and this boy is going to be twenty as a freshman. I say, yep. oh man, that's golden right there. I'm telling you, by yep. his sophomore you, season, you, you should see him on the field next year. Yeah, he, he yeah. Should be here in January and be ready to go by September. So, yeah, that's going to be a nice battle between him and um the backup. I forgot boy number five. Yeah, that's going to be a nice little battle. To see who who comes out of that one. Yeah. Um, another thing. Uh, you think Gus? Who 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 you think we're going to play more, Gus or Yearby? Um, it, it'll depend on on Gus's health. I mean, I, I think it can be if he's healthy. It's going to be a big part of this game plan. I I think there's an opportunity to pound the ball at times in this game. Um, yeah. Uh, particularly right up the middle at Florida State. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So other you know, than Golden, other than Golden, I think the other defense tackle he's not all that hot. What I've been no, hearing, but they're best on the outside with with Gold, with Goldman and, and and Mario Edwards. But if they yeah. can control those two, I think there's an opportunity to run the ball right at Florida State. But you're gonna have yeah. to you're gonna have to establish the passing game first, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you, you know, some gotta get them to play honest. Can't let them load up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, something else that I've been thinking about, and I said I would love to see them do it. And I hope I'm not giving nothing away, but I would love to see Yearby at quarterback running that wildcat with with Duke. Because well, when Duke runs, Yearby 
in the game. So. Oh, he is. I, I thought last time I saw it, I think I saw. Uh, if Duke's the wild um, running back, then, then typically year B. Well, it could also be Gus Edwards, but they, year B is they, also is a, see, the possibility. Well, how they've been the, usually do it is Brad, Brad Kyle, He's out there at right receiver. Right, he lined up. He got Stacey Coley coming in motion. Yep. But what I was thinking is take Brad out. When you were in the red zone, you take Brad out, put GLB at quarterback. He played that same system and with, with Cook in high school. So he knows quarterback. Well, so you don't you want take to take Brad out, out because, because then you're tipping off that you're going into the Wildcat. Yeah, but this, I think he can still – you don't think he can throw the ball a little bit. See, all it takes is using that and then pulling off a throw once every now and then. And they'll respect that a little bit, but I, don't, I just that's just something I thought about. You know, it's something that a, a nice wrinkle I love to see, just to see how it goes. Well, but you never, you never, you never know. Yeah, but um, one more thing. Uh, who you think are uh, gonna be a big d- impact on the DN as a DN? Which which DN do you think can make a better impact on this game? In this game, yeah. um, man, I you know I I'd like to see a little bit more from Chad Thomas. To be honest with you, um, yeah. he's been a little he's been a little quiet this year. Yeah, and yeah. you know he's had he's I, I got experience now. Yeah, he's got a. He, he, to me, Chad Thomas needs to get a little bit more intense and needs to get a little yeah. bit more into into the games. Yeah, he's been a yeah. little a little I, too quiet, you know, to my eye. I I, I think it's it, it's time for him to start using some of that physical ability he has and impose himself a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, I love to see. Because he really haven't had a breakout game against a big school yet. He hasn't had a breakout <laughs> game against bad schools. Yeah. You know, he's, had, he's doing okay. He's been playing more. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I was breaking him. But, you know, yeah, you gotta, McCord's been playing really hard the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, got, a, he's got a chance to impact the game. Yeah, I think he going. He, he, I think he will. Big games. He seemed to come. He seemed to show up in big games. You know, from he's been even showing in the up past games. So you can imagine he'll show up in this one. Yeah. But I think he even had a good game last year against Florida State. From that, uh-huh. yeah, he had he had some opportunities. I don't think he capitalized on them, but he had some chances. But yeah, well, I'm I'm not gonna tie it up. Um, just keep me on hold. Um, that's all, all I right, got for this tonight. Thanks for being part of the show. Talk to you again next week. Nope. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 205. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Oh, oh. That's the <laughs> Ibis call, huh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What's up, Garrett? Miss Slaughter. How you doing? Slaughter, right? How, how oh, you yeah, been, oh, how yeah. How you doing this week? Oh, man, I'm feeling be... good. I've been wearing my Kane's gear all, um, all week at work. You coming down for the game? Nah, I, I'm not gonna be able to make it, man. My um, too long my a trip, huh? Birthday party, yeah, and birthday party saying Sunday, you know. So nah, I ain't gonna be able to make it, but I will be in, you know, full tilt Saturday. Or, you know, right, what do you th- What do you think? What's on your mind? What do you think? Um, I had I, I was on the website earlier, and I was looking at the depth chart that y'all posted, you know, released or whatnot. And I um I remember the caller that was from Tallahassee had made a statement about them not playing um um what's the kid's name um Howard Tracy Howard 
that much, you know, because you know he you know had you know great speed, um, and I think that he's second string. So, you know what you think they um, yeah, I'm think those coaches, sure he's not happy about it, but he's got no beefs. I mean, these other kids are playing better. Yeah, that that's true. That's true, man. And um, I was at the Florida State game last year, and the big difference in that game to me was our it was our safety play because we got beat on two plays that kind of changed the game. Us yep. when they um Benjamin caught that that, that deep ball and um Highsmith totally misjudged it. Yep. Like just ran like ran right under the ball and I don't know what the kid was thinking, but he was the worst. I'm sorry. Um but I think that's the I think that's gonna be the tipping point for this game for us. I think our safety plan, our secondary play is, you know, gonna be you know, can play with them this year. And, you know, that's how I think we really lost the game last year because we got pressure on Winston. We forced two turnovers. I think it was, it was two turnovers, right? Two or three turnovers we forced. And I actually liked that game plan. I just don't think he had the personnel as far as on the in the secondary to execute it properly because we was doing pretty good first half and you know, you know, that talent kick in second half really. But um, you know, but other than that, man, I'm just I'm just out, man. I just wanna see us play hard and, you know, just being there at the end, you know, I think we can win the game. They be they they show they're very vulnerable. Um, we gotta we gotta keep running the ball, even if we get two and three yards. You know, we can't go away from it. You see what I'm saying? Like you know, get discouraged. I don't want you know. Second half, of course, they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be. Um, you know, looking for Duke to run. So if we get two or three a pop, you know, a couple of series, you know, stick with it. You're eventually a bust one. So um, and one more thing. I think Coach Coley needs. I think he's probably gonna bring it. I think our screen game gonna be, you know, he gonna he gonna do a lot of halfback screens and stuff like that this week because you know they're gonna be blitzing and trying to rattle. Um, what's the kid Kaya? So, but yeah, man. But you know, I'm gonna let you get some more guys on, man. And Gary, man, you know, it's always good talking to you. You know, you be safe at the game and all that. And go Kane, you know. And I'll be calling back next week. You know, talk about our victory. All right, Slaughter. Thanks for being part of the show, as always. All right, All right, we're getting ready for hour number three of Kane Sport Live uh, this week. Good thing we added that third hour. We're just scratching the surface on the folks calling in to be part of this week's show and talk about the Miami FSU game. The number is 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this week? Are you with us? All right. Um, let's try the um, 530. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. This is uh, Josh from California. Um, hey, what's up, Josh? First time caller. Hey, not much. Hey. Um, I've been a Kane fan my whole life. Anyway, but here's my question. Uh, I'm wondering about the defensive tackle. The two freshman defensive tackles, uh, Moten and Jenkins, I noticed – Moten is second on the uh, on the recent uh, depth chart that was released, and uh, Jenkins, I don't even see him on there. So, just wondering if you could tell me uh, any thoughts about their progress this year. I mean, they're they're doing okay, but they're freshmen. You know, J- Jenkins is probably a little bit further ahead of of Moten and has gotten more playing time. Um, they're spotting him in at nose tackle. Um, but you know, I, I think the the biggest thing that I could say, you know, about that would be that Hurtalu has really stepped up his game in the last month and has been playing better and has warranted a little bit more uh, more reps at that spot. And they've also been able to work Michael Weishin a little bit more the past few weeks. 
So I think the combination okay. of those two has um, made them rely on the freshmen a little bit less. Yeah. Because I know the yeah I know Weiss came in uh, out of shape and everything and all banged up. Uh, do you see do you see him being a real solid contributor down the stretch? I, think I mean I know he's playing year, more, but do you see him? No, I don't see him being a, a well. I mean down the stretch. I mean the, 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 let's be honest. This is the stretch. Okay, this game Saturday night yeah. is, the, is the season. Um, you know you lose yeah. this game and, and what difference does it make really? What happens the last two weeks? You, you're not going any. Type yeah. of significant bowl game or or anything along those lines. So, um, you know, no, I don't think Michael White will be a huge factor this year. I think you know he'll, he'll get his you know ten fifteen plays on Saturday night. Um, but I think next year uh, when you have to replace Olson Pierre, he has the capability of being a much bigger factor. I think that um, you know they'll have nine more months to get him in a little bit better condition and and work with him. And um, I would expect to see him make a bigger impact next year. But he's I, he's but he's yeah. never gonna okay. be to, to my eye he's never gonna be a difference maker. You know, he's a big kid. Yeah. He could he could fill a role um, in the middle, but I'm not. Give I, you some I, snaps. I, yeah, he'll give you some snaps. But he, I, to me, he's never gonna be like a real difference maker on this team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. All right. That's Gary. What'd you say? Right. I just said, yeah, I guess that's uh, all I had for you. Thanks for right, your uh, hey, input. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, give us give us a call again down the road. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're staying up, okay, we're thanks. Staying, yeah. staying up all late over here on this coast just for guys like you out there in California. So give us a call again. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, man. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, 646-595-2048. We now are officially in hour number three. And uh, let's kick it off by going back to Tallahassee. Um, you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you there? Going once, going twice. All right, you'll have to call us back. Let's go to the 202, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey, Greg. Who's this? Hello. This uh, is uh, Kane's fan from D.C. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for us this week? Um, uh, somebody called about the uh, about the ranking. I looked at it right. I said, because um, me, I'm a Miami fan, but at the same time, you got to respect your rivalries. Like Florida State. They, they like, oh, what, a 25 game winning streak or 23? I can't 25. Right? 25, right? How can you drop Florida State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you drop Florida State and pull Oregon? And then after that, you have Mississippi State as number one, as number one team in, like, it, uh, in the nation. It's a, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, it, 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 so it compromises the whole ranking. It's like it's like I see it I see it as a uh, as a, as a uh, despise against the um against the uh, ACC because at the same time when you looked at it like the SEC is so favorite into everything they do. Yeah, but I mean I wouldn't call it a bias. I mean Oregon is, is not from the SEC. They put TCU know, but, at number four. But, but, I mean, come on, if, if but, TCU played Alabama, I mean, are you kidding me? Or played Auburn? I mean, I don't. I, I just I don't understand. I what I'm seeing here with this ranking and that they put together this high-powered committee of people, and it's a very impressive lineup of, of, of people voting in this poll. I mean, how they this is what they come up with is beyond that. At the same time, I just think it's just a, um, a bias against ACC all the time. If you if you, if you, if you, if you like, actually look at it, because nowadays, like, college football – it's all about your conference. Your conference yeah, is like and, really and important. Yeah, and the ACC 
ACC stinks this year. Okay? It does, it, it, it does. Hang on, it does, it does. It does. It stinks. But and, still, and at the same it, time, they like national championship thing. You know, I personally, I don't care about a bias. Whatever, have your bias. But this team's won 25 straight games, is the defending national champion, and has the reigning exactly. title trophy winner, a quarterback, yes. and don't be a yes. them. So how do you and not you make them? And then you put Mississippi, and then you put Oregon. Come on, man. Doesn't make sense. But uh, but, uh, but uh, let's get back to the game. What what else you got? Let's get back to the game. This game, pressure, pressure, pressure. They got to pressure Winston. Like you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if like a blitz, but pressure, like the four lines. Got to they got to create pressure. They have to generate pressure. If the defense doesn't generate pressure without not blitzing constantly, they're in trouble. Well, you're right, but but. Just to clarify what you're saying, there's different ways to create pressure. And you can create pressure with blitzes, and then you could create schematic pressure as well. And I think that they're going to have to mix it up and do both. I think there's times they're going to need to bring that fifth or sixth guy and, and, and put pressure, physical pressure, on Jameis Winston. But I think there's going to be times where you might even have to drop eight people in the coverage and put schematic mental pressure on yeah, yeah, exactly. You just, uh, you just, you just uh, rely on your, uh, your phone. I mean, on, on your uh, three line, line man or the, or the four line man, just to create some type of pressure, make it move around the, you know, you know, you know, make it move around the pocket, make it work for it. But if they let Winston just sit there, oh, this kid's a smart early. cat. He's a smart cat, and you better be able to do everything against him. Make him earn it. That's what I'm saying. Make it earn the pose. Make the rival teams earn the catches constantly. If Miami can do that, Winston would throw picks. There's going to be picks in that game if they can create pressure. No, pressure like I'll be mean like pressure, not like constantly blitzing, but like pressure like when you have your, your three down man coming. Make it work for it. Make it move sideways. Make it move. You know, you get what I'm saying? Make it earn the pros. Yeah, I wouldn't be Make too the teams earn the pros. I mean, the catches. Miami hasn't been able to rush anybody with four guys. I know, but somebody got to show up in this game. Like, somebody got to show up like, wow, I didn't know he had that in him. You get what I'm saying? Like, somebody in the man defense has to show up like, you know what? wow. Let me throw something else at you, out at you. And I, and I know it's the Florida State game. But if you're getting better effort this week out of guys like, you know, and McCord's not a good example because he plays hard but if Piccolo or Chad Thomas or any of those guys are giving you a greater effort this week than they gave you last week, there's something wrong with that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, you know, you gotta, you got to bring effort, you know, at least from my viewpoint, every week. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, some players, certain time, they just they need that moment. They need that, uh, they need that big game. They can wake up. Like, Miami needs somebody to step up. It's like when you watch the NFL, right? It's a big playoff game, and then all of a sudden, they come this guy show up like you was like you was like wow. You get what I'm saying? So Miami needs somebody that's gonna surprise the fans. That's gonna surprise the nation. Like wow, he played he played an excellent game, especially on defense. Somebody got to show up. Yep, no doubt. Somebody has to show up and make that play. Make that like wow. I can't believe he made that play. Cause you know how like uh, Florida State, like you know you say they keep coming back. On the fourth quarter, they keep coming back. They keep, they keep coming back. There's gonna be a moment where it's like in the fourth quarter, 
somebody has to show up and make a big play. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Especially All on right. defense. I think on defense. And then offense-wise, if um, if uh, they can have the same game plan they had against um, Nebraska, open up the playbook, dish them out, dish them out, dish them out. Use everybody. Use the tight end. Make sure to respect the tight ends. Make sure to respect the slot wide receivers and the outside is going to be open. Then, then uh, um, all they work, I mean, uh, all they need to worry about. Make sure the outside line, I mean, wide receivers beat the man one on one. They got to. It's Miami wide receivers. It's not being the man. I mean, on um, the corners, one on one. It's not gonna be a. It's not gonna be a good game. Cause somebody. All right. Has to what be, else you got? You know. That's about it. Game plans. Uh, somebody got to show up, especially on defense. And then pressure, Winston. They got some pressure because he's gonna throw right. a pick. We'll the see. We'll, come we'll, in we'll see if they if they come through for you and um, give us a call again next week. Uh, thank you. You got it. I'll uh, keep me on. All right, let's go now to the eight four five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you're gonna have to call back. Let's now go down to the three oh five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you there? All right, come on guys. Seriously, if you're not planning on being part of the show, please do not be on the phone lines. Let's go to the seven seven oh. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Another one from the 770. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You there? All right, let's go to the 786. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? 786, are you with us? All right, let's go to the 813. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, let's try the um the nine five four. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, I think we're having our weekly uh our weekly pranksters. Let's try the two thirty nine. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? That's you. No, I was just missing it. Um a couple of times that that last show where it kept logging me in. I just wanna listen. Oh, okay. We'll put you back on uh on hold, let's try the um let's go to the two oh one. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. All right, let's try the two thirty nine. Man, this is like seven in a row. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, guys, seriously, please don't come into the queue. If you're not planning to be on the show, let's try the um, 202. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? How are you? There, there we go. How you? Who's this? Hey, this is. I, I was listening. This is Kwame again. So I figured I might as well just nobody seems to want to talk. Go ahead, man. Everyone's um, giving us the silent treatment. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm sitting here and, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, who who do I most want to see? step up this game, and uh, honestly, I want to see what Anthony Chicolo was made of in this game. You know, he's a senior. 
Um, you know, I, I don't know what the NFL scout says. I think last year he was to go to maybe the fourth or fifth round. It's probably the same uh, right now as far as his NFL uh, assessment. But he can he can have a an impact on this game uh, with his motor. And I'm not so much impressed by his um, his physical skills, but I do love his motor. And uh, I think the offensive line uh, for Florida State will will tell the tale. If our if our guys are able to to penetrate, you know, to to get them flush because I I haven't I've never seen James hit this much. I have you? Well, he's been hit a lot. I, I think they counted he got hit eight or nine times last week in the Virginia game, and um, yeah, he's been hit a lot this year, no doubt about it. Well, their their offensive line's not as good as it was last year. It's not. No. It's clearly not. And I'm reading in the, the Sun Sentinel down there that they're, you know, the defensive uh, game plan for Florida State is Kai and hit him often and, and to make sure that he's uh, sort of uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, only time will tell, you know, you know, you know I, we'll see, you know, what the game plans are, you know, once we get under the lights on Saturday. But I, I, I don't want to see the same sort of offense that I've seen in big games before from James Coley when he sort of like, you know, tightened the reins on the playbook and not allowed the kids to to just. I mean, I, I think in this game, I don't want to see any conservatism on either side of the ball. I think you know, for Al Golden and for a lot of the coaches on that staff, you know, this is this is the game. You know, they had, at the very least, Gary, at the very least. They have to be competitive. They cannot get smacked around and they're walking out of there drugged by 17 or more points. That can't happen. That can't happen in front of these kids again. That can't happen under the lights on national television, on network national television, I, I might add, uh, in this kind of setting. You know, I mean, we're in an arms race in college football. Everybody knows that the facilities at Miami – were not up to snuff over the past couple of years. They're getting better, but when you go to schools like Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, and you're walking into, you know, the Maharaja Palace of football, and we don't even have an indoor training facility, you know, we got to do more. And part of luring these kids in is winning these kind of games under the lights. And I, I just hoping and praying as a fan, been a fan of the Canes since I was 17 years old, you know, watching Edwin James and those guys and James Jackson, you know, I want to see uh, the old Orange Bowl come back on Saturday night. I want to see the Ibis running around in the smoke. I want to see some trash talking. I want to see some finger pointing. I want to see a little nastiness out of my lineman like Feliciano. You know, I, I want to see Kaya assert his will on that Florida State second trigger. I think they're, I think they're vulnerable. I, I really do. This, this game speaks to Stacey Coley. You know, and 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 uh, Dorset. I think if they're going to be trying to stop Duke, and we got to go over the top of these guys, and Coley can't be afraid to let Kai go deep. I well, they got to do everything, Bump. Got to uh, seriously. Yeah, they have to do everything, both offensively and defensively. I mean, this is a real football game, and, and as much as anything, they have to show that they can win a game like this. And and you're gonna you have to win it by being able to do everything, uh, and, and be multiple and versatile. I, I, very much so. 
The athletes are too good to be predictable and conservative. So we'll see what happens. We, 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 we'll see. You know, I'm 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 patiently uh, waiting. I'm I'm optimistic. I, you know, I it almost reminds me. I, I'm a Giants fan, also. I'm from originally from Brooklyn, and I remember in you know Eli's first ring, there was a game in Minnesota that you know Giants were down 21 points, and all of a sudden you know he just something just turned on for him, and he they went on a roll and, and they got to the Super Bowl. And with this team that, that, you know, this Carter kid coming in, sort of taking their lumps off of that Georgia Tech uh, fiasco, and Carter, his story, you know, them sort of, you know, coming together a little bit and getting on this roll over these past couple weeks, they all, I, I want to see what they do with this. They, they've had two weeks to prepare. You know, I want to – you're going to see what this coaching staff is made of because you've had two weeks to get ready for this game. No, we'll that see what happens, Tommy. Anyway, hey, thank, thanks again for being part of the show. Take care, man. Um, we'll talk to you next week. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Again, I'm going to make the request here. If you're on the board, um, please plan on being part of the show. Uh so that we don't um, go through those dead calls. Let's try now the uh, 904, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Who's this? Uh, this is Gerald. I'm calling out of Jacksonville. What's up, man? What you got for us? Hey, I had a question uh, it, it, uh, for, the, for this game on special teams. Are they going to they gonna change anything in, in, in the, in the uh, punt return? Because uh, Cooley ain't really been... Really ain't been doing a whole lot. I mean, you got guys like Artie Burns and Ferris and um, and uh, what's his, the wide receiver, Philip uh, Dorsett. I mean, have you really come away feeling like Stacy Coley is to blame? I mean, I, I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen no, no, him I, have anywhere to go. You know, I don't think that yeah. their blocking schemes and execution <clears throat> have been anywhere near good enough in the return game this year, not just on punts but on kickoffs as well. Yeah, yeah, kick off as well. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Was, uh, I heard that it was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, have, have you felt like it's Stacy Coley's fault? No, I seem like he can he can do a little better. But you're right about that. They ain't been blocking too good up there either. So you know, it could be fact he looked like he lost a little weight and he ain't, just ain't been himself this year. Yeah, well, I mean, he did have that problem in the summertime with the wisdom teeth, and it did affect his strength and, and his explosiveness, and there's no question he was slowed by that. But um, by now, he should be, you know, getting pretty close to back to full speed. And But, you know, I just don't think it's his fault. I, I think that they just have done a good enough job setting things up. Yeah, yeah. So, what else you want to talk about tonight? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I think we're going to pull this game out. I think we're going to pull this game out this weekend. So. All right, we'll see Hopefully what happens. Thank you. Thank you for All being right. part of the show. We'll uh, right, keep you on hold. You got it. We'll talk to you again uh, down the road. Um, let's go down to the 305. You're now live on King Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you? Let me guess. Schmira. You got I, it. I, Coming in nice I, and late, ten twenty. I, I, I recognize you. How you doing this week, man? We're doing all right. Doing all right. Looking forward to Saturday. 
you think? Every, every, How do you feel? I feel like it's a trap, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you feel that way with the, the path that this team's going? But, hey, I, I mean, I, I would love to be wrong. But Vegas, you know, with a one-point spread, just Golden's never really had a big victory. How could you ever feel that Miami – how could you be confident other than Florida State really not playing well? And Miami basically, you know, playing a little bit better, I would say. But I'm excited for it, nonetheless. I'll say that. Should be a nice night, I hope. You know, I think that's a very fair – I think it's a fair assessment. I mean, you know, it is a little bit of a trap. You know, know, Miami, it's been – guys, I mean, you have to go back to, you know, maybe when – Randy beat Ohio State or something. I mean, to 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 where they won a game like this. I mean, man, I you know, it's to me they got to prove they can be competitive first. But I, I was shocked by the point spread. I thought it would be a touchdown. However, I have felt all along at the same time that they match up very well in this game. So um, I think they can win it. Um, but I think that they also have to prove that they can that they can rise to the occasion on this type of stage. Right. I mean, I figured three points before the, you know, prior to the spread coming out, I'll probably settle around somewhere around that. And I, you know, and it's, and regardless of whatever Florida State being ranked two, three, whatever it is, regardless if they went out, they're going to be in the top four. So, kind of a, you know, a moot point anyway. It, it, so. it is a moot point, but you know what? Right. They set up this committee, Robert. And they've mm-hmm. made this the focal point of college football, and they've gone out of their way to release these rankings early and have their meetings and put these polls out uh, here late in October and early November. And they make a mockery of themselves when they when they present this to the general public. Sure, it's, it's ludicrous. I mean, Oregon, to think how Oregon, a one seed in Oregon team, would ever be ranked over the national champions Heisman Trophy. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. I mean, it, it doesn't make wins. any sense. I mean, right. twenty-five straight. Sure, it's it's crazy. I I I agree. I mean, there's nothing, to say. and that just adds more to their. I mean, who knows? I mean, listen, when you put when you put the helmets on and you get once the game starts, you know, you're there to win or you're not. So I don't know how much of the pre-game, but I mean, it's just one more thing to put to and, you know in bullet board bulletin board material. Yeah, but and, and is, you're gonna put TCU ahead of all those one-loss teams. You know Baylor, right. Alabama. I, I mean, come on. I, I just don't. I'm not, not buying what they're selling. Right. I just hope Miami doesn't get blown. I mean, I'm watching right now. I'm watching ESPN. They're putting Miami, Florida State in huge letters. You know, just I just hope they don't get blown out on national TV. That's all I keep saying. <laughs> I just That's really good. that would be bad. I, I, what I would say is enjoy the week. It, it's a huge game. It's going to be a lot of excitement. They they definitely have a chance to win this game. Uh, there's a lot in their favor. On on Saturday night, and they have to seize the moment. Sure, Gary. Let me ask you: What is your favorite Miami, Florida State memory, going back as many years as you would like? Well, you know, up until Dorsey hitting Shockey, I would have to say it was all those wide right games. But um, you know, I would put that one up there. But I, you know, at the same time, I don't know that anything will eclipse that game when Michael Irvin caught the two touchdown passes late. Um, to beat right. them in, ta- in Tallahassee, that was obviously a great Miami Florida State moment. Um, just because the game had Who was that eighty six. That sounds right. It was eighty six or eighty seven, I believe. Uh, they all. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm like 
all these all right. seasons and games kind of run together for me. But um, wide, that would have been wide right one was ninety one. I know that. So whatever it is. Um, yeah, you know, Gary, no, but, but that one definitely stands out, you know, because they were they were getting beaten so badly the whole game, and then the playmaker steps up and makes those huge plays um, late to pull it out, and you know that would probably be number one, I guess. Right. You know, and I don't I don't want to add any negative thoughts just on the you know this you know on Saturday coming up, but the game day atmosphere really is a little subpar from what it used to be. I mean, and I'm not comparing the Orange Bowl to Sunlight Stadium, but if you remember back, and someone, and I, you know, I don't like to bring up all these, you know, little little measly points, but with the big that big stupid helmet they come out of, and it's not the Wait, same. Wait, you're, you're the second guy that's that's ripped no, it No, I heard the guy earlier, and I'm just adding on to that. It's just really just not really exciting, and it's really kind of, and they add like at a very like. South Beachy type of feel, and none of those kids are from South Beach, and all that stuff with the with that I don't know that whatever type of music they play. I mean, no one wants to hear that crap. I mean, this is a football game. This isn't a uh, going to club live here after that, you know at, at midnight. I mean, I don't know. I, I think they lost a little when they what was the um, the announcer that called the games for many years that went to the Panthers? J Ro Keats. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, I, I can't believe you have a bottom back. Oh, man, I mean, they got this young kid there, and they do, you know, just all this stuff is just, ugh. I mean, you know, obviously the fans and just everything, but whatever happened to those little bugs they used to have? You remember those two little orange and green little uh, little things they used to have at the Orange Bowl? Whatever happened to those things? That people used to wear on their shirts that, that Howard yeah. introduced them. What did, I forget what they called those things. Yeah, I don't know what happened. They to used those to things. have them like in the opposite end zone. I don't remember. I mean, I remember, but I don't. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't think a they lot need to bring that. Bugs back. No, no, the bugs they don't need to bring back, but there are a few little, you know, a few little things that just need to be. This needs to be a, a you know, an atmosphere. Like, you know, get, we have a little, a lot of tradition here. I mean, I think that they've gotten away from more traditional and made it more of like a. South Beachy type field, but I don't think they're really ever going to get that. But you know, I don't know. Just whatever. I just hope they come out, they play hard. It's going to every recruit in the country. I mean, not the country. Every local recruit. I mean, this is their their one shot to look good. So I just hope it goes well, and everything. You know, I just hope it goes well. That's all I can say. Don't get embarrassed. Be be relevant in the fourth quarter at least. I mean, you know, we they kind of blew you know, a lot of opportunities to be relevant. I mean, they could sneak into the ACC race, but let's just hope they stay relevant here and just kind of make it a four-quarter game. All right, Robert. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. All right, Gary. I'll speak to you uh, soon. Yeah, give us a call next Tuesday. We'll we'll, uh, reflect. I'll I'll be in Richmond for the the Virginia game. I don't know if that means anything right now, but I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm planning on that one as well, so – all right, Robert. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it will be a good time. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. I'll speak to you soon, All Gary. Right. Yep. Thanks for Have being part one. of the show. And, you know, you, you and everybody else that has suggestions about improving the game day atmosphere should probably feel free to email Blake James at bjames at miami.edu and throw some of your ideas out there. Maybe they'll incorporate some of them, you know? What was his name again? The old announcer, what was his name? Jay Rokic. Jay Rokic. They definitely yeah. that needs to be done immediately. I agree with you. Is he, does he still right. work for the Panthers, or did that not um, work out? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but I'm sure if they asked him to come back, he'd come back. And I guarantee he doesn't have too many conflicts. 
So he does the basketball games, I believe, still. No. The King Pass. No. Wow. No, he is not. Nope, they removed them from that too. Big mistake. So wow. you know, yeah, but you know, anybody else who has opinions, uh, email Blake James. Maybe they'll incorporate some of them. All right, so we'll talk to you next week. I was listening to you. All right, Gary, I'll speak to you soon. All right, bye-bye. All right, we got 30 minutes of show left. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Again, if you're on the board right now, please plan on being part of the show so we don't have dead calls. Um, let's continue on now to the 786, where you are now live on Team Live. How are you doing? But that's God, man, people don't listen, do they? Let's try the um, the six four six. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how's it going? This is this is Tosh out in New York. Hey, what's up, Tosh? How you doing this week? Hey, doing well, doing well. I uh, listen every week. This is my first time calling in. Excited, oh, for uh, giving us a shout. Yeah, absolutely. Excited about this game, and and you know I can't. Uh, you know, can't tell you how excited I am about a Kane win coming up on Saturday. How do I feel about it? No, I'm just really excited. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just stoked for it and can't wait for it. I think I think we're gonna pull it out. You know, I know I know Vegas got us as a one point dog. I see a close win, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna pull one of these uh, close games, miss field goal, wide right kind of game. But but I think we're gonna pull it out. Well, it'll be interesting, you know. They, like we said all night, you know, they have to prove that they can handle the big game, and that the moment's not too big for them. You know, you you think back to the game at Kansas State where they they just couldn't get on track and they fumbled the football. Um, you think back to the Notre Dame game when Jed Fish had a nice game plan and he was able to get Philip Dorsett open down the field early in that game, and twice. Um, the moment was too big for Phillip at that stage of his career, and he dropped the ball, and Miami never really recovered from that and then got stampeded by Notre Dame as the game went on. Um, they just haven't been able to get it done. You know, this year at Nebraska, at Louisville, you know, every time that they've been in a big game situation with the whole nation watching, um, they, they've wet the bed, you know, and um, that's the first thing they have to overcome on Saturday night. They have to prove that the moment's not too big for them. Yeah, no, I hear you 100%. What, what do you think about Jameis actually being able to play, given all the allegations and, and all that? Don't you think that's kind of a kind of a shame? Shouldn't, shouldn't he you know, be, be disqualified from the season? It, it depends. You know, if, if he's guilty of the sexual assault, he definitely should have been suspended. Should he be suspended for standing up at the union and shouting stupid stuff? No, because I think kids do that on college campuses every day. And, you know, yes, he's got a different burden as the Heisman Trophy winner and the quarterback of the defending national champions, and he should have the sense not to do that. But at the same time, if, if another kid did that, nobody would think anything of it, and there wouldn't be any discipline or anything. So, um, no, I don't think he should be suspended for that. Um, stealing the crab legs from the store, um, you know, another just absolutely idiotic move. Um you know, probably could have been punished a little bit more severely for that one. Um, but, you know, unless he's really guilty of the sexual assault, then I would say no, that, you know, he that he, he shouldn't have been suspended worse. Yeah, no, and we don't, I, I we don't know that. whether he's guilty or not guilty. You know, we don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. We, we don't know. 
Uh, I mean, look, you know, just Treon, Harris it, it, at, at, at Treon Harris at Florida was accused of sexual assault up there, and that case went away pretty quickly. Um, you had the two kids at Miami this summer, Alex Figueroa, John Blue, who were accused of sexual assault. Um, you know, they re- they this past week got put into pretrial diversion, um, and they're not going to be prosecuted. Um, so, you know, it's hard to judge these things. You know, you don't always know what really happened. It's a college campus and college kids doing stupid stuff every every day, so... I don't know. No, I, I hear you about like standing up on the table and all that, and even the crab legs. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's there's bigger issues at Florida State. So I guess no one will ever know, or or a couple people might. But uh, it does it does actually speak to you know speak volumes to Kaya, and the type of character he seems to have as well. And although I I grew up with uh, you know the bad boy Kane to the the 80s and uh, 90s as well. You know, it's good to see some some high-character, quality guys uh, kind of leading the way for the king. Yep. So what else you got for us this week? Anything? That's it, man. You know, I got a sad story if you want to hear it. Go ahead. Long-time long Kane fan, went to the U. Uh, best friend also went to the U. He's getting married this Saturday oh, no. in L.A. at 5 o'clock which is game time. So I am oh. not going to be able to watch oh. the game. I'm going to give a you shout out during the best man speech, but that's about it. So I don't, I, if you got any, any ideas of what to do, uh, let me know. But well, I do want to give TiVo? a shout out to. Do you have TiVo at I, home? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to DVR. I, I DVR Wait, all that's, the games. But. That's a good start. Um, how about a sling box? Do you have a sling box? <laughs> You know, I think I'm actually. I think ESPN, the app, actually can can just stream it directly in my phone. But, there you uh, go. No, I, I just, have that I, run, I that run make, make sure the sound is down and uh, make a lot of bathroom trips. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to actually give him a shout, Patrick Landy, Jenna Berger. Congratulations. Hopefully, we'll we'll celebrate with a, a U victory as well. All righty. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Absolutely. Take care, Gary. Uh, give me a hope. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048. we got 25 minutes of show left. Let's go to the 470. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Ready? Going once, going twice. All righty. Um, let's try the, um, the 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Come on, guys. If you're not going to be on the show, please do not put yourselves in the queue. Let's try the 954. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right. Let's go to the um, the 202. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? On once, twice. All right. Let's try the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, let's go to the 770, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. God, people just don't want to cooperate. Um, let's try another call from the 770. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yes, sir, that's you. Hey. Oh, man, okay, you kept saying 770. What's up, man? It's Royal. What's up, Royal? How you doing this week? 
Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm excited, man. Um, I got three things I want to run by you, what I think. Um, first of all, for me, number one, Gary, it, it comes down to that coaching staff, man. And everybody talk about talent and everything. That's fine. I got to look at my coaching staff, number one, what kind of halftime adjustments you make, what kind of, you, you know, what kind of quarter-to-quarter adjustments, series-to-series. The whole nine, what's your game plan? You had two weeks to get ready. You got plenty of film to look at. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my coaches first. Number two, <clears throat> in this game, stars step up. Stars step up. I need Denzel, like you said, I need Denzel to have a 12 to 15 tackle game. I need when has he ever do done what that? he do. You're right. You are so right. I and, and I got Duke, Duke, as great as he is, has fumbled the ball in a lot of these big games. That's right. I need my stars to step up to the front stage. Duke, Denzel, uh, uh, Dorsett. I need Dorsett to command the football and have a big game. Chicolo. I don't want to hear nothing about nobody else. Stacey Cole, I don't trust him. I need my junior and senior stars to step up, you ain't never beat Florida State, now's the time. You get your last shot. You got to live this the rest of your life. You need to step up enough enough. I beat Florida State my last year. You need to be able to say that. And last but not least, O-line. I need my O-line to play out of their mind. That, that's it for me, man. If they do that, I feel real good. I feel real good. I need that O-line to play out of their mind, but that coaching staff and the star players on this team, and you know, I'm going to name somebody else too, Gary. Dion Bush. I need to see Dion Bush give me something. I need yeah. Dion Bush to give me something. I, I, Dion ain't gave me nothing yet. I need to see him knock the snot out of that tight end running down the middle of the field. Uh, whatever his name, O'Leary, I need to see Dion let him out. I need to see Dion make a play on the ball, get in that backfield, get in, get in that run game. I want to see Dion. It's time for number two to step up and give me something. So I'm calling well, out gonna need star them players on this team. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling out the star because in the past, the star players stepped up. It wasn't about... No unsung hero, no. The star players stepped up. And that's what I want to see. All right, Dorsett, going deep, all that's fine. And I need to catch the ball, son. Catch the ball. Don't drop it. Find the ball, catch the ball. Against Florida State. You know, you got Fair a little enough, Santana man. Moss in you need got, You got a little Santana Moss in the, in the eye. You got to look Michael Irvin in the eye. You got to look, you know what I'm saying, Andre Jones. Them cats come back down there. They got to be like, you know, like I ever said, did you pass this? I pass this torch on you. Did you grab it and do something with it? Against Florida State, nobody else. That's what I well, need this, to see, man. This was the game where Santana Moss coined the phrase "big time players step up in big time games." Absolutely, it, it's and always that's been. What I remember. For, it's always been about the Florida State game for for guys to play to Miami. That's right. Yes, sir. So and, we'll, you and, know, and don't forget them coaches staff. I, I got to put it on y'all too. I kind of, I got to put it on them first because I don't trust them. I flat <laughs> out don't trust them, but I don't want to be naked. I, but I got to keep it one hundred too. 
I don't trust them, but, hey, I, I need their coaching staff to step up X's and well, O's. They, they have to prove, like the players, that the moment's not too big, you know? Right. Yes, sir. So we shall see. All right, All right man. Well, well, I'll back next Tuesday. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. No doubt. Go. All right, we got 19 minutes left, 646-595-2048. If you're in the queue, I'm going to request again, please do not be tying up a line and be in the queue if you're not planning on coming on the show so that when I do bring you on, you're you're actually um, ready to talk. All right, let's try the um, let's try the 775. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, Gary, uh, I'd like to uh, make a comment. Uh, about something you said uh, regarding Winston, and, and then I'd like to ask you a question regarding our defense. Uh, the yeah. comment is that you know, yeah, the comment is that if uh, if colleges now allow uh, a, an individual in, in a student union to stand up on a on a uh, on a table and hurl uh, obscenities, and he, and that and he can get away with that, not get a suspension. Just that alone, never to say if you have a string of other uh, uh, instances similar to that. I mean, uh, then I'm glad the hell I went went to college uh, some time ago because uh, that's a sad state of affairs. And I I disagree with you that this goes on in average colleges. I mean, if I had a son and he was in a college and 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 he and he was. Uh, uh, he, he and I, I was told that this is what he did. I'd have his ass in a ringer, you know. I mean, I'm serious. So, yeah, no, uh, I don't disagree with you on that. But let me just point something out. I, I think you have to have an understanding and take into consideration um, today's world and the music that these that that the kids are listening to, that they're playing in the nightclubs. They're 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 full of profanities. They're they're full of derogatory comments. Mostly towards women. I, am, um, I, am, I understand what you're saying, and, Gary. And, and, and that's the problem. If you, if, if you want no, to, no, call, yeah, call, I, did, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you that there too. I mean, maybe that exists in uh, in, uh, in in certain areas and segments of our society. But you're talking about a college kid. You're talking about a kid who's uh, in college, mostly better educated. And, yeah, but he's not uh, making that, the song it, up. I mean, he's singing this real song that it exists. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. He knows what the words are. And and in implication of what he's saying, he's not stupid. And and if he and if he and if he says the words, he's thinking the words. And if he's thinking the words, he's acting on it. I mean, to me, the whole thing well, is absolutely absurd. And I don't know who the hell he has for parents, but they didn't raise him very well. But let's well, let's just yeah, let's, yeah that's, let's that's from all that. the other well, the, the other thing that really made it problematic was obviously that he you know had been charged with raping a a, a woman. <laughs> You know, I mean, somebody who gets accused of sexual assault certainly has no business stepping up at a student union and shouting derogatory. Um, yeah, well, I'll make, a, I'll make another comment about Florida State. I, I, I'm going to make a prediction to you right now that uh, next year uh, the NCAA is going to come down hot and maybe even the federal government because what, what Florida State has done in terms of uh, what having uh, 200 uh, rape cases reported to the university, and not one prosecution in the last five years. I mean, trust me, this was this was all on the New, this hit the New York Times, it hit the Wall Street Journal, it hit all types of press. Uh, and and now I think you've got a different attitude towards 
this crap that's going on in colleges, especially with this abuse towards women. And that bad enough it's in the NFL, but it starts with the colleges. So I think that what's going to these recruits got to think hard about what's going to, what's going to happen to, to Florida State when uh, when the title uh, the, the, the when they we start to review what the hell is going on in the co- the coalition or the, the collusion they have between the police, the DA, and the administration. I trust me, I believe that this is going to come down just like they came after us. Uh, you know, uh, years ago after we won all those titles, same thing's going to happen then. But I have a further, that's just a commentary. But as far as uh, my question goes, um, I'm concerned, you know, Florida State has a lot of depth on uh, on, uh, on their defense, and it's quality depth. And um, and we, uh, we've, I think we've been outscored in the fourth quarter. We used to own the fourth quarter when we had depth and we had talent on the defensive line. Now uh, we, uh, we, I think in five of the games that we've uh, uh, that we've played, that uh, we've got out, we were outscored in the fourth quarter, and uh, and a lot of that has to be with this uh, stupid bend no uh, no break defense where the guys are doing well for three quarters and then they're freaking bushed. Now I don't know, uh, I haven't watched uh, the replays of all many of the games, uh, but I'm just asking you, uh, have we increased the the depth that we have so that I mean. I mean, Chicolo, I mean, he plays every down. I mean, yeah, they they, they got to give him some breaks. They come back fresh in the fourth quarter, and 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 so uh, are we. Are we have the the type of depth, that, in your opinion, that we can have, so that we can have fresh defensive linemen like Chicolo being fresher, and, he, and so that these guys will, you know, stand ground in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, Florida State is going to. It mangle us in the fourth quarter. I mean, can you make well, some comments on 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 what exists there? What our what our what type of uh, what type of backups we've got? Whether they have enough talent, and whether or not we can at least give some of our standout players a rest so that they're fresher in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think depth is an issue in terms of numbers of players. I, I think the bigger problem is that there aren't enough impact players on the defensive side of the football. So that even when you are say taking Chicolo out. And putting Chad Thomas in, in or or um, you know McCords in there or whatever, you're not getting enough big plays um, from from those guys. And so you know, to me, that's a much much bigger problem. I mean, you know, Chicolo to me could be a depth guy. Um, you're hoping Chad Thomas develops into a player that can be impact player as he moves forward in his career. He's not that right now. Ufamba um, Kamalo has disappeared as the season has gone on, but he's another body that they have that they can use at that spot. Um, they've used Trent Harris, a true freshman, a lot this year. Um, a kid that shouldn't have been playing is not strong enough. Um, and, um, you know, he hasn't really done anything. So my point is you've got bodies, you have depth, but it's not quality. It's not, the, it's not, not quality. A, a strong well, let me, quality. Now, now, let me ask you another question in, in relationship to that. You mentioned that you thought we matched up pretty well. Well, from what you're saying, we don't match up very well on defense. Well, and especially, let's talk about up. the fourth quarter. I'm talking we about match up on defense in the fourth quarter? I, I think they match up because they have enough DBs to defend this offense. Now, the, the, the big key to me is what's Mark D'Onofrio going to do with them? Um, how is he going to scheme? What type of coverages is he going to be able to draw up that can confuse Jameis Winston? Um, what type of blitz packages can he bring to the table that will 
bring guys free and and rush Jameis Winston into mistakes. These are all the variables in the game that that, that we don't know. But you know, I just felt like Miami has enough depth and, and quality depth at the cornerback position where it can match up with the skill athletes that Florida State puts on the field. Yeah, then we also have, let me ask you another question. How about a comment or two about, about uh, Edwards, uh, a defensive end on the right side, on the blind side, and we gotta, we're got we going to have two freshman left tackles. Unless, unless no, I think Flowers is bullshitting the crowd with his flowers are going to come back. He can't even have him listed in the depth chart. Yeah, well, they haven't put him on the depth chart yet. He's been practicing the last couple of days, and um, the, I, 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 to me, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Eric Flowers is starting at left tackle. Now, if you got something that we, that I, we, we, what is your reasoning behind that statement? Well, just because you know he he, he had the knee cleaned up a couple of weeks ago, he's been rehabbing, and he's back at practice this week. So. You know, yeah, they, and, 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 and contact. And, is he taking contact? Yeah, yes, he is, and, and you know, it's been limited. But they've been watching to see if he had any um, swelling and things like that, yeah. and it's been re- it's responded fine. Um, so, you know, tomorrow's Wednesday. The, the you know, I, w- I would think that you know Wednesday and Thursday, the two key days of practice for him yeah. to get ready for the game, and you know, I, I, I'm. Expecting him to start. He's he's a veteran. He All right. Well, well from your lips, from your lips to God's ears, because we really, we need him. If we have those yeah, I agree. freshmen they, back, they, I don't care know. how good they are. They'll get their asses cleaned out by Ed. I agree. I I agree. It's very important that Eric Flowers be able to play in this game. Yeah. I and, you know, thanks a lot. You're, you're seeing it on the other side. Also, I mean, FSU sees the same thing with their offensive line, and um, they have a center, Austin Barron, who's injured who they're trying to get back for the Miami game. Um, he's missed the last four games with a broken arm, um, and he's you know he, he's expected to play Saturday. With a broken arm, my God. What, uh, let me ask you, if I, since you brought it up uh, regarding injuries. Uh, limp, Winston was limping. Um, uh, did, did, is he fully recovered? I, I, I suppose he is. Uh, but, you know, it looked like he was hurting pretty badly in that uh, yeah. Virginia game. I mean, you know, you're getting into the last month of the season here. I mean, almost everybody's banged up in some way, shape, or form. I'm sure his yeah. ankle's a little tender. You know, he's yeah. he's been you know struggling with it a little bit off and on, um, but yeah. it's not going to affect his ability to play in the game. You know, one thing Florida State does, and they've done it for years, and they're doing it a lot this year, is uh, they'll have uh, one guy tackle low, a couple guys hit high, they'll gang tackle. And uh, they'll try to, you know, they've always been a dirty team. They've always tried to go for the quarterback. And they've oftentimes, many in the years when Bowden was there, they 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 had knocked out quarterbacks out of games and and, and key running people. And they've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, a 15-yard penalty as a result of it. But I I just hope that uh, that our coaches uh, reinforce the idea of uh, not trying to uh, you know, struggle for an extra two inches. Uh, and you know, and and lose that freaking ball because they'll be they'll be they'll be mauling the hell out of them because that's their nature. So um, so we just basically hope that we just don't have it because I it, it, without a doubt this this is going to turn on uh, this game's going to turn on some special teams and some uh, and turnovers and you know breaks like that. And Florida State's been pretty good at creating uh, defensive breaks, and I think we we've we're, we have been as well. So it's you know I just. Uh, 
I think that's going to happen. I'm sure that they're they're pressing that to the to to our running backs, especially. You, know? you agree? All right. Well, hey, um, thank um, thanks for being part of the show. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right, we've got about eight minutes left here. I, I want to make sure that we touch on all the, the questions that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. So um, the, the ones that haven't been covered earlier, I'm going to try to touch on right now. Um, the question was, is this the most important game of Al Golden's regime to date? I don't think there's any question about that. Um, the only close second would be the Florida State game from a year ago. Um, but I think this one is more significant because of the fact that Florida State won the national title. Last year, they've got the 25-game win streak. They're trying to win it again this year. Um, and this is a golden opportunity for Miami um, to make a statement that will resonate all throughout college football that would have a huge impact potentially in recruiting. Um, so I don't think there's any question this is the most important game of Al Golden's uh, coaching career. And um, the, the one big question that he has to answer is that he can prepare his team and win a game like this. He's never done it um, in his time as a head coach at Temple and Miami. So, yes, without question, the most important game for Al Golden. Um, the status of Miami offensive line we've talked about. I expect Eric Flowers to start. Um, if not, they're listing Trevor Darling as the left tackle instead of Feliciano. Not sure what's behind that. Um, but certainly, if Flowers can't go, uh, Darling and Feliciano both capable of playing either tackle spot. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. But I expect Flowers um, to start on Saturday. Um, what's Florida State's biggest offensive threat to Miami's defense? Um, without question, their capability to make big plays down the field. You know, they've, they've got those type of athletes on their team. Um, with Rashad Green at wide receiver. Um, Dalvin Cook at running back has been making a lot of big plays. And Carlos Williams. Is, is is always capable. Travis Rudolph at receiver has been starting to make a lot of plays for them, a kid that um, was once committed to Miami and decided to go to Florida State. And Jameis Winston is really good at, at making things happen. So um, I would say the biggest threat is the cheap touchdowns. Um, you know, Miami's always on defense felt like they have to guard against big play, and, and, and that has um, inspired Mark D'Onofrio to maybe get a little too conservative at times, um, which obviously – uh, he cannot do on Saturday night. If they try to play conservative and but don't break, Jameis Winston will pick them apart. I, I feel pretty confident after two years of watching this kid uh, in saying that. Um, but at the same time, they, they can't just split either because then he will pick them apart uh, because of that as well. So a lot of pressure on Mark Nofrio in this game and his play calling during the contest and his game planning this week before um Great opportunity for Miami's defensive coordinator to, to prove himself on this stage, maybe get a little back in the graces of the Miami fan base if he could put together a really good defensive game plan and, and beat Florida State on Saturday night. Um, conversely, um, what is FSU's soft spot and how does Miami ex exploit it? Um, I, I think the Florida State defense can be had. I, I, I'm not impressed with what they bring to the table at linebacker. Um, I'm expecting Miami to be able to throw the ball a lot um, on the perimeter and underneath those zones. I'm expecting Clive Walford to potentially have a big game on Saturday. I'm not sure Florida State 
matches up really well with him. And I think if they're able to use the passing game to set up the run, that there will be times in this game where they can have success running the ball. Um, and I think Florida State is very susceptible right up the middle. And um, if they could find ways to, to run the ball um, right down the, the, the heart of that Florida State defense, I think Miami could have some uh, success there as well. Um, we had a question about Rashad Green in comparison to Philip Dorsett. For those of you that don't know, they were high school teammates at Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, Green went to Florida State. Dorsett came to Miami. I don't think there's any question that even though Dorsett's been a big play guy and and, and shown a capability to use his speed, been the more complete, steady receiver um, of the two, um, which, which was really the way they were ranked coming out of high school. I don't think that that's a negative commentary on Dorsett. I just think the one thing Dorsett is not really good at is is, is getting open um, in, a, in a one-on-one situation it, it, underneath in coverage. And, and, you know, he's great on the fly routes. He, he's he's great on those on things along the sidelines like that. Um, but he has not consistently shown, you know, to be the type of receiver that on a third and six is going to shake his man and that you could throw, throw, throw to reliably over and over again and get first downs the way that Rashad Green has. Um, so I would definitely have to say um, that it has played out uh, the way it was ranked coming out of high school and give Green a little bit of an edge over Dorsett there. How important is this game to the kids who grew up in the state of Florida? Um, I don't think there's any question. It's very important. I, you know, you're going to have a few hundred recruits in the stands on Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be the, by far, with no close second, the biggest recruiting weekend of the fall for the Hurricanes. And it's a chance to make an impression on some kids who maybe right now aren't as serious as Miami would want them to be about coming to Coral Gables. And uh, we talked earlier in the show tonight about defense and, and holes for next year and, and the defensive recruiting class not looking as, as great right now as you might want it to be. Well, um, this is an opportunity on Saturday night to make a statement um, to a lot of those kids and maybe try to get them interested in being Hurricanes. Um, and a final question that we had was, can Miami really run on Florida State with nine in the box? If players in the box, I don't think there's any question that Miami's going to need to throw the ball. And that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting them, I don't know, nine, but I'm expecting them to load up schematically to try to stop Duke Johnson. And I think Miami on Saturday is going to have to use the passing game to set up the running game because you're not going to want Duke Johnson to not be a big part of what you're doing on offense. And they may need to throw the ball a little bit more to Duke Johnson, and he's shown earlier this year that he certainly can handle that. So great show again, guys. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, next Tuesday night promises to be even more uh, animated one way or the other. Um, so you've got that to look forward to. I hope everybody will come back next Tuesday night and we'll sort of slice it up and dissect it and, 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 and just, you know, try to come to a, a, a feel of, of where this hurricane football team and program is because Saturday night, Sun Life Stadium against Florida State, a golden opportunity for Miami to make it that loud and proud statement that they're on their way back to relevance college football and a defeat would only um, support the indifference that people have right now towards the Miami program back-to-back blowout victories and not inspire any 
could put Miami anywhere close to the top 25 again this week. So Florida State game, last chance to change that Saturday night. So we'll see everybody at the stadium. Thank you to everybody who called in tonight for being part of the show. Um, And we'll talk to you next Tuesday night to evaluate what we see on Saturday at Sun Life Stadium. Good night, everybody.